Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Yes, it's time once again for another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, Kevin Jank. Hi, I'm Kevin. And what am I looking for in a lady? Three things. Eyes, throat, genitals. (laughs) Is that from this movie that we watched? (laughs) (laughs) Well, eyes, throat, genitals is. (laughs) That was a big part of their self-defense training. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, that's right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. so uh, a couple things here to stop the show. It, we're officially into alternative summer programming now, because Big Brother started. <laughs> Weren't we always? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> in the old days, it used to be we would talk hockey a little bit, you know, and then uh, Larry would cry about it. So he said, hey, now that it's summer, <laughs> we're not talking hockey. So once Big Brother started, it was alternative summer programming. But now we never talk hockey. But this is our last chance before it officially starts, Jank. The NHL draft was uh, yesterday and uh, Thursday. So would you like to recap the uh, NF- the NHL draft for everybody? <laughs> um, so first off, they, uh, this one team picked this one guy. Yep. That's right, <laughs> and then so far. another team picked another guy. Yep. Then the third guy got picked. There you go. That's a new puck daddy. So on and so forth. <laughs> Rinse yeah. and repeat. Uh, yeah, we'll just skip all the NHL coverage. Maybe uh, by next year or something, we'll have Leahy on, and we'll recap this past draft uh, when Leahy's on. <laughs> uh, you know, a bunch of shit. I mean, happens. is there anything to be excited about there? Like, do you know any of these people coming up? Uh, there are some significant trades being made. Uh, Chicago okay. basically uh, imploded their entire team. They're like, yeah, let's just <laughs> tear it all down. They get rid of patty kids. cakes. Not yet. They didn't get rid of uh, Pat Kane yet, but, uh, um, yeah, they got rid of all their good young players. I think they're trying to force him out, hmm. uh, Kane and Taves. They're trying to, they, they have no movement clauses, so they've refused to, like, be traded. So I think they're trading all the good young players around them, so they'll eventually say, all right, yeah, we'll just leave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just bottom out the team so hard that no one will yeah. want to be here. <laughs> uh, the, the Penguins, big news, the Penguins trade. re-signed Chris Letang to a six-year contract. He'll be playing until he's 50, so that'll be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <is back. laughs> uh, so that's good. They're still working on Gino Malkin. Uh, hopefully that gets done. And there you go. There's your uh, hockey uh, news. So now we can officially begin the uh, summer alternative programming because Big Brother started. Are you ready we'll, for the summer? Yeah, we'll discuss the Big Brother. And then also later in the show, we'll, uh, Jank, you picked a movie. Tell the kids what movie you picked. 
Uh, it's, it's by far the best movie featuring the word kid that we've ever watched on this show. Uh, Turbo Kid. Hey, I, hey, that's a personal assault. <laughs> I take offense yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, it took me a second to get that. I was like, hey, what movies have we watched with kid? Hey, wait a minute. We watched like 30 hey. movies with Gary Coleman and the word kid in it. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shots fired. Take that, Gary Coleman's corpse. <laughs> I don't appreciate that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, you you picked Turbo Kid. Yeah, Turbo 2015's Kid. Turbo Kid. Yeah. One of my favorites. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss it later. Uh, Turbo Kid. I will say this. It's a Canadian film. Yes. <laughs> Very Canadian. So, I should tell you all you need to know. Turbo <laughs> oh, Kid. Hey, you want to know what's bad, though? Is it's a Canadian film, and last night we were recording Flea Market Fantasy with Mike L. And I said, hey, Mike L., tomorrow Jank picks some movie called Turbo Kid. And he had never heard of it. It's a Canadian film. Oh, oh no national yeah, pride. <laughs> and since I brought it up, uh, when I was talking to Mike L., he says, hey, guess who's going to be on the show next week? Kevin Jank. He's going to be on Flea Market Uh-oh. Fantasy next week. And I and he said, hey, guess what book he picked? Green Arrow. And I was like, no, we didn't. There's no way Kevin Jank picked Green Arrow. He doesn't even know who Green Arrow is. He would never pick a DC comic book character. Kevin Jank likes me. He he wanted to do this to me. And Mike L was like, no, no, no. He picked it. I thought this was one of those deals where Mike L gives someone a choice. Like, yeah. all right, Green Arrow or Superman. No, no, no. But no. <laughs> He actually took a screenshot of the text or the message you guys chatted with on the little messenger or whatever as proof. So unless Mike L's real wizard with the Photoshop, you chose you Green Arrow? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm picking Green Arrow the Longbow Hunters, which I hear is good. I've always heard good things. If, what like, the fuck? They've always said, like, if, if you're going to read Green Arrow, this is the story to read. <laughs> what? So... <laughs> So usually, when someone says that to me, and they get to the part where if you're going to read Green Arrow, I just stop them right there and say, nope, not going to do it. Well, well all right. I think I think it was their attempt to be more classy. Like, this was after the Dark Knight you know, Returns, and they're like, hey, let's do more stuff like that. Let's make a more adult-themed book and base it around Green Arrow. So I'm hoping for good things. All right. I was very disappointed in you, Jake. I got to I got to admit, when I, I was heartbroken. Well, you got to mix it up once in a while. <laughs> so I was already yelling at Mike L for not letting you pick a book. You know, I was like, "Come on, Mike L, you bum! Let him pick a goddamn book." Every time he's on here, you make him read Superman or some other. Stupid. Let him pick a book, and he's like, "No, I let him pick a book." Oh, come on! And, all right, Green Arrow. Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll be reviewing the Green Arrow of movies later. Turbo Kid. <laughs> Speaking of movies though uh, I asked you right before the show If you went to go see that Thor There's a new Thor out What what is it? Love and Thunder Uh, Love and Thunder There's a new Thor Looking a little Jack for Natalie Portman Got a little fit (laughs) A little strong Not quite a big meaty woman But she's uh, getting a little bigger Not at all So uh, Now, you told me you have no interest in watching this at all. No. (laughs) 
I think eventually, I'm sure someone will put the like the Guardians of the Galaxy scenes from it, do like a super cut of those, and put it on YouTube or something. That's that's probably all I need to watch. <laughs> but you love that director, right? Wakiti Wakanabe Wookie Woogie, whatever. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Exactly, Wakiki Hockey. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the Wayne Gretzky Wakiki Hockey sketch on Saturday Night Live? Wakiki, uh, I don't think I do. Uh, they're doing like a basically like a rip off of an Elvis movie where Wayne Gretzky goes to Hawaii, and uh, <laughs> there's a big hockey contest that he wins. <laughs> it's Wakiki. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Um, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, you love that director. <laughs> hey, Mike L told me that Wakiki hockey guy is going to be directing the new Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is he's doing. <laughs> um, it's not like the new episode 10 or something like that. It's it's some kind of a spin-off. And I, last I heard, he he's like, I've been writing it, but I'm not even sure it's getting made. <laughs> oh, all right. Maybe Michael jumped the gun. So, um, yeah. Well, we can get Tuffy's take on this next week, because I believe Tuffy will be returning to the show next week. Okay? Our Woo! long national nightmare is over. Tuffy is back. <laughs> Tuffy. Um, yeah. He's up there in Michigan playing grab ass, but he'll be back next week. (laughs) Um, All right. So for this week, though, let's talk Big Brother. Season 24 of Big Brother. Wow. Where is the time gone? Season 24. (laughs) Yeah. I think the last season I really enjoyed was season 14. So. Yeah. I'm kind of there with (laughs) you. (laughs) <laughs> that was like the first season I really watched all the way through, and it's never gotten better since then. No, that season was great. Uh, then like 15 then, was the racist one. and That was entertaining. <laughs> I don't know. That was entertaining. Yeah. Because... It was a train wreck, all right. <laughs> that was good TV. And then the next year I didn't really watch. I don't think it's going on. But anyway, uh, Larry and I used to love Big Brother. We talked about Big Brother all the time. We uh, would watch the uh, the feeds. Um, Larry would yeah, get the – I, I think the... he would pay extra to get the feeds. I would just watch them on, like, uh, I think they had them on the TV Guide channel or something, if I remember. Yeah, and then eventually like, it was the Pop channel. Yes, Pop but, Yeah, TV I think channel. originally it was TV Guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from, like, 12 uh, to 2 a.m. every night they were on or something like that, because I was always up anyway. So, yeah, those uh, are great. Watched, yeah, I enjoyed watching those. So that kept me in the loop. But I quit watching those because I don't know where they went. Because they, they put them on CBS or Paramount Plus or whatever, right? Didn't they move them over there? Um, I don't even think they're on there anymore. I think the last three or so years, they haven't had that at all. It's just you either get the live, oh. fle- live feeds and watch it, or you don't see it. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I haven't watched it at all, and uh, that really lowered my interest in this, because usually I'm up at night working, you know, so I just put it on in the background, and, I'm, and if something interesting happens, hey, look at that, I can watch that. But, uh, yeah. you know, since I haven't been doing that the last few years, I really have not been into the show at all. And every time I try to watch the CBS version, it's just so overly produced and corny. Yeah. I just can't really <laughs> take it. So yep. I don't, don't know really how You don't really get a involved. feel for who these people are by just seeing no. the show version. Like, Correct. Yeah, when you're watching the feeds at night, you, can, you learn who they are real quick. And there's always like a, mm-hmm. a few week delay before it show their true character shows up on the CBS version, because I, yeah. I think they try and doctor it and massage it, to, <laughs> but eventually they just have to go. <laughs> but uh, so 
I don't know. Do you, do you think this is going to be a regular thing? I was talking about Big Brother. I have my doubts. I don't know. This might be the one. We might be one and done. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. I mean, I'm sure once Tuffy gets back, he'll want to talk about it. He seems like he always yeah, he'll it watch out, it, bro. No matter I, what, I, <laughs> I promise you, I will never watch an episode from that one. Just because I just don't watch TV, really. <laughs> like a hockey and wrestling. Did you not watch the premiere? I watched the premiere because I knew we were going okay. to talk about it. So I, I, I put it on. But, uh, man, I cannot see me doing that again. That was rough. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's a pretty terrible first episode. It did not whet your appetite for what's to come at all. All right, so let's get into it. Um, like we said, season 24, man. Uh, so usually when these things happen, they, uh, it's the same thing every year. They, they, how many yeah. contestants are there? 16 <laughs> to start with? Uh, I think so, yeah. All new, so no them. returning players. Yeah, that's good. There are no returns. Uh, they, and, of course, Julie Chen Moonvez is back. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing. More wooden than ever, it feels like. <laughs> my favorite thing about Big Brother is during the live episodes when she gets pissy. Uh, she always gets mad about something. Like, hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> quickly. Quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. I still love that. That's the best. I love Whatever. that this week, I forget what she said, but it, she like made some kind of comeback, and it was like literally a minute after like someone had last spoken. I'm like, why is there such a delay here? This is ridiculous. They just fed her the line now. Julie Chen Moonvez. <laughs> so she's back. And uh, they divide the contestants up into fours, uh, and then they uh, introduce you. They show these wacky little uh, vignettes of them in their hometown and get a sense of who they are. And, oh, my God, they discovered the key, the Big Brother key. Did they do that gimmick this time? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that was a little bit more low-key, but they definitely did. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I remember the one dude, his mom, like, he just sprung it on him while they were dancing or something, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the one dude is dancing with his mom. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Uh, but, so they introduce you to the characters, and then they, they let them go into the house four at a time. And, uh, you know, then they do a competition for the head household or whatever. All right, so, so that's basically the first episode. Yeah. Um, what, the house this year, uh, it's a little different, right? They, they mixed it up a little bit. It looks a little different, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, they always, they always give it a, a good zhuzh every year. I don't know what you just said. What, what was that? <laughs> You know, like gussy it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> using some language I've never heard of before. But all right, so so they update the house, and then uh, what else? Oh, the theme. Tell the kids about the theme this year, Jake. What's the theme for the summer? <laughs> oh, it's a hotel. It's the hotel the oh. year or something like that. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah, that's what they said at the beginning, but then then it turned into some festival thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's be a bunch of festivals. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting you to say, "Oh, it's a music festival <laughs> theme," but instead you said it's a hotel, yeah. and that really confused me. I had no idea. What they were. I'm pretty sure that's what Julie said when they first started. She was like, "Oh, it's going to be a big hotel." So huh. yeah, they they've already kind of gone off brand. Apparently, <laughs> they can't stick to a theme. <laughs> But the first episode, it was definitely a uh, music festival theme, in terms yeah. of the competitions and everything. Uh, I don't know how, how I don't know about you there, Jank, but I uh, I do not like music festivals. Um, 
I used to like them just fine. Nowadays, I couldn't imagine it. Like, yeah. it's just like, nope, <laughs> not even yeah. a chance. Hey, that kind of reminds me of the uh, the final Columbo episode. That's right, we're going to do another four hours of Columbo tonight. <laughs> uh, Columbo loves the nightlife where he goes to a rave. You know? Yeah. He went to the rave. I went back. <laughs> by the way, after Although, we recorded last week's episode, I went back to look at that rave girl. Now, are you talking about the rave girl that puts the boa around his neck? Yeah. Who canceled? That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> all pops and buzzes. I, know, I, like I don't her. understand it. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but here's a trivia bit that I mentioned to you after the show ended. Because even after the show ended last week, after we did our three hours and 13 minutes of Columbo, Jank and I still talk more Columbo after the show ended. And I shared <laughs> yeah, with him an interesting tidbit. And it was that in the final episode of Columbo, that Columbo Loves Nightlife, where he went to the rave and whatnot, the original idea for that episode was to have Columbo investigate a murder in a Big Brother-style house, a reality show house where everyone's on camera and someone gets murdered and uh, Columbo shows up to solve the murder while the cameras are rolling, I guess. That was the original idea. That would have been amazing. (laughs) What if Julie Chen Moonves was murdered and someone asked uh, Columbo (laughs) to come in and Oh, man. <laughs> I bet it was less moon vest. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. So, uh, yeah. Hey, I should talk about Columbo. Maybe I should do yeah. Columbo. Yeah. There, uh, uh, there was some horror series. I think they did it in Britain. And I think it was on Netflix at one point. Um, where, like, basically it's a zombie movie or, like, a zombie series, but basically set in a Big Brother house. So these people are like oh. in the Big Brother house when the zombie outbreak happens. <laughs> so they don't really know what's going on. And oh, eventually, okay. kind of like the producers start turning into zombies, and they kind of have to stay in the house, you know, forever because it's at least kind of safe there. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, sadly, uh, the current season of Big Brother has no zombies. It has <laughs> no. a music festival theme. That's what we can look forward yeah, to. Yeah, if that is the theme, I don't know how they're going to stretch that into a whole season because I feel like they covered everything you can do with a music festival in this first episode. Yeah, maybe maybe that was just like the the uh, first week of competitions. It was a music festival theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's look it at the like, oh, we, we did the merch stand. We did the, the piercing tent. Like, what else are you going to do? Porta potties. Uh, I'm looking at the Reddit page for Big Brother, and they do have, like, a no-vacancy thing uh, up there, so maybe that is a hotel-motel kind of deal going on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they have the little uh, little guy <laughs> dressed as place. a bellhop. So, yeah, I guess it is a, a uh, hotel deal this year. All right, so let's talk about the contestants. I'm uh, looking at their pictures right now. Now, uh, mm-hmm. we said how uh, everything's overly produced and uh, lame, that also uh, factors into the casting. The casting is terrible <laughs> on this show, right? Just yeah. Awful. Yep. It's just 16 worse of the most generic, bland, idiotic <laughs> dopes you ever see. <laughs> now, yep. I, they're I all guess, some kind of model or influencer or yes, they got a YouTube designer. channel or something. Yeah. <laughs> or make sculpture out of carpet. You know that old one? (laughs) Some guy. Some guy. He's a a sculptor out of carpet. He cuts up up carpet to make art. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good lord. One guy. All right. He's a karaoke DJ. He's like, oh, I'm the hottest karaoke <laughs> DJ. That's like, my what, favorite. What the fuck are you doing? Like, the people pick the songs. What do you? All you do is press play. You don't even select what songs get played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just plays whatever songs he wants, and they have to sing along. They have to figure it out. That's not karaoke works. All right, so let's look at the contestants here. Uh, I'll just go in the order. I guess this is alphabetical order, the way they're listed here on the Reddit page. Number one, right out of the gate, Alyssa. Oh, another summer, another hot girl named Alyssa. Yeah, this is uh, – was that just last year that other Alyssa was on? Or was that <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, it was just last year. Yeah. We're going to have to do like a, an over-under on how many girls named Alyssa and how many guys named Kyle every year. Look, can we get some more Kyle? <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah. so Alyssa, uh, she's real, uh, real attractive lady. This Alyssa, mm-hmm. you know, big fan. Yep, yeah, she's she's I, great. I hope she sticks I don't around. Know, because uh, if she goes, my whole interest in watching this show will dip rapidly. <laughs> yeah, I got to find more info about the uh, cast here. Because the Reddit page doesn't have, like, info. Uh, here, here's another little oh. one, tidbit, though. There was a guy named Marvin who was supposed to be on the show, and he got the yeah. axe, like, a day before. Because Yeah, uh, they waited, like, really long to announce the cast, and he still got cut after the announcement. Like, they waited till the day before to, to announce the cast, I'm assuming, just to avoid situations like that, and it still happened anyway. Did you hear why he got whacked? No. Uh, he was COVID, on a, but... no. He was on America's Got oh. Talent, and I guess there's a he signed a contract. That if you're on America's Got Talent, you cannot appear on another reality show in a certain amount of time. <laughs> and I guess no one, you know, investigated Nobody that. Nobody realized at all. this until the last yeah. second. Yeah. Oops. So yeah, he got he got bounced and uh, replaced wow. with again uh, with the laziness of these producers, like. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get yeah, people think, who are on other reality shows. Like, you can't find anyone else. Yeah, you think they would have figured that part out there. What happened to the common people? All right, now I'm on uh, the Newsweek website. But they, uh... um, well, it says Alyssa. She's from Siesta Key, Florida. Um, and she is a customer service rep slash marketing agent. Oh, but it doesn't have to do with, like, swimwear or something? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great. Now, I will say this. I have done some uh, <laughs> initial scholarly research on Alyssa, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, the results are promising. <laughs> the results are very Ooh. promising. So. <laughs> so you're thinking she's prime candidate for OnlyFans after this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I wonder wonder how many people will be having OnlyFans accounts when we get to this. Yeah, she's she's twenty four. Did you say she's twenty four? Yeah. No. But yeah, she's twenty four. Uh Alyssa Snyder. Alyssa Snyder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm on the CBS site, so I got this covered. Now next we got Amira Jones. She's also cute. There's a lot of attractive ladies in this cast, I think. Um eh. Yeah, not my cups of tea, for the All most right. part. But Amira's cute. She's 31, and she's from Maryland. She's a UX content designer. No idea what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> <laughs> what is UX? 
I don't know. <laughs> so, clearly, so their, sort of... their intro packages did not stick very well in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to X. Google. Yeah, we're all good. This is the part where you Google things. I'm guessing it's just computer language. Because <laughs> we're so old. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Design boot camp. I don't know. It's just some kind of online like website yeah. design or something. Yeah, that's what I, it sounds like, right? Like some sort of computer language thing situation. You ex- All right. Yeah. Good for you, Kamira. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Amira. Amira. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Glad you keep uh, doing whatever that is you're doing. Yeah. Uh, The world needs more UX content designers. (laughs) All right, next up we have uh, Brittany Hoops. (laughs) Hoopes. H-O-O-P. Yes. I like Hoopes. She's a... uh, Well, what is she... I remember she's a competitive belly dancer. Yep, that's what I remember mostly. Oh, but according to CBS, she's a hypnotherapist. Yeah, hypnotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't real people. You know, how do they? Who? How do these people live day to day? Like, how she's making know. money as a hypnotherapist and a belly dancer? That guy's making money by carving up carpeting and a sculpture. Like, how? How does this work? This is why they're, um, they can afford to be on reality shows. They have no other careers outside of this. I'm starting to miss the uh, bartender. Oh, I'm sorry, the mixologists. Some more mixologists. <laughs> yeah. At least that was a real, you know, calling in life. I I don't know. I guess all these people, do they all, does any of them have a personality? I don't know. I can't remember anything <sighs> about any of them. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, they did the stupid intro packages, and then they immediately do, like, the longest fucking competition ever because it's, like, four competitions in one. So in the hour and a half that the show was on, you really don't learn about them at all. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really get to see them interact very much. You, you learn nothing about them. And that was the only episode yeah. until Sunday. So it's like, well, not a lot to go off of so far. Next up we have... Daniel Durston, and he has the same haircut as another lady on the show. Like get the exact haircut. So I'll mention that. So he's got like short hair, except on the right side of his face, it's very long and it hangs down the side of his face. <laughs> yep, and he is apparently an Elvis impersonator, despite the fact that he's like blonde and has a nose ring. <laughs> and is he's th- like Asian or Hispanic. He's thirty five. Other than that, looks just like Elvis. Thirty five. <laughs> um, from Ontario, California. Apparently, he used to be a, a musician though, where he'd travel around, and he worked with Victoria Justice. You know her? Ah, uh, uh, yes. I guess one of the Nick. Uh, Nickelodeon stars or Disney stars or whatever, right? Didn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but she's an actress, and I guess she was a singer for a little bit, and he was part of her band or something, from what I hmm. gathered on Reddit. But uh, that's something. <laughs> you did some Reddit research on on him. <laughs> Not on him specifically. I need to know more about this Daniel. I got to get my hair cut <laughs> like that. I'm just gonna. I don't know. 
<laughs> duct tape a mop to the side of my head. That'll be the same thing. All right, next up, uh, oh, uh, Indy Santos. I guess you should mention he was the one who won the uh, the HOH, I think, the first HOH. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. HOH. And he also won some competition where they were hanging from a bar, and they had to see who could hang the longest. <laughs> yeah. I, tell I you think right he now, made I it about a game. minute, but that was longer than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd hang like a monkey. I'd be doing pull-ups. I want to just be hanging there. Yeah, let's do, let's do this shit. Yeah. Just going to intimidate them. But, uh, all right, Indy <laughs> Santos is next. And I like this Indy Santos lady. She's pretty good looking. Uh, she's 31. She's from Brazil. Uh, she's a private jet flight attendant. Oh. So, <laughs> a lot of hand jobs in that yeah. job, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the private part comes into yep. play. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I remember like her. her saying, uh, you know, she was like, I'm not very fun in English, but I'm real fun in yeah. Portuguese. It's like, exactly. oh, that's, that's good for an English TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, like the, I like the looks of this Indy Santos lady. Next up, we have uh, Jasmine Davis. And uh, I think her gimmick was she invented Lee Press-On Nails. Isn't that what she said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she invented she's, them, but apparently she's, uh, yeah, she says she's an owner of Press On Nail Company. Yeah, uh, she's 29. <laughs> uh, so good for you. Uh, maybe she can team up with the UX designer and uh, work something out there. Uh, next up, <laughs> we have Kyle Kapener. Kapener? Kopener? Is that an A? Kapener? Kapener? <laughs> oh, Kapener. They have it in parentheses pronounced. Kapner. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, that I see out. that. Kapner. <laughs> Age 29. Uh, he's in tech sales, but I don't think he is. Because on the show, didn't they say he's unemployed? Wasn't that his gimmick, that he was unemployed? Uh, and that he lived I with his parents? I think so. At least one of these guys with glasses uh, was. Yeah. yeah, they have two guys <laughs> that look exactly alike. Uh, yeah. Two tall, dopey-looking white dudes with glasses, same haircut. Except <laughs> one's a little more jacked and one's super skinny and gay. But otherwise, they look exactly alike. So like, yeah, uh, this must have been the one that was. Uh, yeah, I think this is the one who lives at home with his parents. And I think he was doing the dance videos with his mom and shit. Yeah, yeah, this guy likes to dance. He has no rhythm, but he loves to dance. That's a direct quote. <laughs> direct quote from this clown here, <laughs> Cal Connor, Cal Capener, whatever the fuck his name. Is. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy at all. No, he, not a fan. He seems like a nice enough kid, you know, but just uh, I would not want to be around him for an extended period of time. I just uh, I couldn't take it. Oh, he's the guy who's from Utah, but and he's not Mormon anymore. Like, oh, that's yeah, right. I he told his it at first, but I'm not Mormon. <laughs> now we're cool. Yeah, now we're cool. Because uh, how many? It seems like everyone on the show has really rich families. Because uh, yeah. just uh, I don't know. Yeah, none of them really need this money that badly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next up, we have they raised Joe the uh, the prize to like seven hundred and fifty thousand too, which I think they did oh, last yeah. year, and I guess they're just keeping it going. Yeah. Uh, next up is Joseph Abden. Now he's the guy who replaced Marvin when Marvin got the boot. Oh. Joseph came in. He's twenty four. Oh, oh, but here's a little note: he will turn twenty five in the house on January twenty third. Thanks, CBS. <laughs> Appreciate that. Oh, he's I'll a lawyer. For that one. He's a lawyer. I yeah, am a lawyer. 
Yes, this 24-year-old lawyer. Yeah, I'm sure he's very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah, Can you even finish law school by 24? <laughs> no, he's not. This guy's not a fucking lawyer. I don't want to hear this shit. Uh, but but he's like super jacked and muscular, and he's and he's a handsome guy, and uh, and he dresses all nice. So I'm sure he's rich too. And uh, but uh, and he does charity work. Like they say, oh, what 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 do you like to do or something? He goes, oh, when I, in my free time, I like to go to South America and volunteer with impoverished villages. What? What? <laughs> I like to nap. What do you mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like to go volunteer with impoverished villages in Nicaragua. Okay. <laughs> I had enough of this. That's just the weekend for me. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the worst. Apparently you're not good enough to be more than an alternate. So how good are you? Yeah. All right. So now we got the, the guy who looks exactly like Cal, Michael Bruner. <laughs> uh, he's 28. Now he's an attorney as well. Huh. Oh, what are the odds? Yeah. He's got a very long neck. This guy. A very long neck. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Like uh, that, I think uh, Mechanic from He-Man. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think he also <laughs> said he's a proud cat dad. He's got like three cats. <laughs> so that's nice. But I think, yeah, I, think the names, an, though, I think there's literally another guy just like that. I, I ended up watching that challenge that was on right after Big Brother. I think there was another uh, guy in there who also had three cats and wouldn't stop talking about his cats. Here's the thing, though. I think this guy's cats, from the names, they all sounded like girl cats. It's just between you and me. Girl cats can be jerks, you know? <laughs> they can be real jerks. The boy cat is what you want. He's really calm and cool. Girl cats can be jerks. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. He's got the three girl cats. Uh, so good for him. Uh, next up we have uh, Monty Taylor. Monty Taylor. He's 27. He looks way <laughs> older than that. Uh, he's from uh, he's from Delaware. Huh. I, for, for my entire life, I always wanted to. Uh, I tell people I wanted to go to Delaware because I, w- I w- didn't think it existed. I had a theory that it didn't <laughs> exist, and I uh, I map quested it out. This was when I was my late teens, early twenties, and I figured out oh, it was like a five hour drive. I'm like, I want to go to Delaware someday. I never went to Delaware, uh, but then in my writing program, I met a fella who was from Delaware. I was like, wow. Ooh. I know, you dig into his past, maybe he was making it up. Yes, but so I guess Delaware does <laughs> exist, and this guy's from Delaware as well. Uh, he's yeah, a that was made trainer. up like elves, gremlins, and Eskimos. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? That's from something. Right? <laughs> the Simpsons. <laughs> All right. uh, he's a uh, personal trainer. Um. Not to disparage Monty, but he didn't look all that fit to me when I was watching this. <laughs> no. book, right? He's a personal trainer. <laughs> I guess his skills lie in just telling people what to do, not doing it himself. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Nicole Laig. Uh, let me see how they pronounce it. Laog. Laog. Oh, yeah. That's about what I would expect. <laughs> uh, L-A-Y-O-G. Laog. Uh, and now she's 41, and she's a private chef, and she's also a uh, lesbian, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. And, and like a former has, cop or something? Yeah, she's a former cop who quit to become a private chef. 
<laughs> That's quite the career change. What if she teamed up with Indy Santos and started their own private airline where she could be the chef and Indy could be the stewardess on their private their private planes? <laughs> wow, the match made in heaven. But I like the, her little they video. Get, they show her, uh, you know, a couple, they have a couple lawyers in their pocket, it sounds like. <laughs> and so when the hand jobs go awry, <laughs> you have the lawyers there. <laughs> Uh, yep. But I like their her little video. They show her on a, a, someone's yacht, and she delivers their dinner. And uh, this this old rich white guy says, "Ah, oh, it looks lovely, Nicole." And then they cut. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Nicole Leog also has the exact same haircut as that Elvis impersonator guy. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> looks way better on her than it does on Daniel Durston. <laughs> You're 35, <laughs> Daniel Durston. Grow the fuck up. Cut your goddamn hair. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, uh, that's that's about as embarrassing as when Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Days just decided to start wearing like eyeliner when he was like 35. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> or when he started <laughs> to pretend he's British. All right, yeah. Billy Joe. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Paloma Aguiar. She's 22, and again, she's another good-looking lady. I don't know. You don't like yeah. Paloma? Uh, I, I like. I she's right on the border. Where I like a lot about her, but then there's something <laughs> about that extra wide mouth that I just don't trust. <laughs> don't trust. <laughs> uh, she's a home remodeler from San Marcos, California. I, I don't know. She's 22. Do you think she's really a home remodeler? <laughs> no, like maybe she gives people tips on like Instagram or something like yeah. that. Move that couch over there. I'm going to guess she comes from a really rich family and they're like real estate. They own a lot of real estate or something. And they let her walk around and tell people, hey, you should do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, this is totally in now. Next yeah, up. Yeah, she'd probably be my number two after uh, Alyssa. My eyes still on that Indy Santos. I got I got to do some research on her. Next up, Joe Pooch Pucciarelli. It's almost like Piccarelli. Oh, Joe yeah. Pucciarelli. And they call uh, him yeah, Pooch. So, which wow, I did not, not enjoy. It, he's one letter away from Piccarelli. They spelled exactly the same, except he has a U instead of an I. <laughs> wow. How about that? Pooch. So shouldn't and like. <laughs> Shouldn't it be Picciarelli then? That's Picciarelli. Hey, yeah, you take it up with Pat. <laughs> you know, you take it up with Pat. Uh, so uh, this, this Pooch guy, he's 23. He's from Staten Island. He's a master student and assistant football coach. This guy, I thought this guy was like 46. He's yeah, I can't believe he's 23. He looks very wow. fucking old for 23. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you can practically like, see the gray coming in around the temples. I look younger than this guy. I will say that right now. If you put me next to this guy, you would say, oh, my God, that, that, that one nine's way younger than him. No, no, no. This guy's 20 years younger than me, 24 years younger than me. Uh, yeah, he looks very old. In fact, his video, uh, they're showing him and his mom, and his mom is a very uh, attractive lady. And when she said, I'm like, wait a minute, that's his mom? Is that his wife? And no, he's like talking about his mom. I'm like, wait a minute. How old is this guy? Because he looks <laughs> very old. Yeah, pooch. Yeah, I had no idea he was 23. That, that boggles my mind. 
Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, next up, we have Taylor Hale, and she's 27. She's a personal stylist. Yeah. Again, that's a fake uh, occupation. <laughs> Just a made-up yeah. occupation. Yeah. That's yep, she probably, like, personal. you know, does her friend's hair once in a while. That's, that's it. Personal stylist. <laughs> but she's, like, a beauty pageant winner and a contestant. Uh, so, uh, but she's, she's, you know, a very attractive lady. She's tall and thin and all that. You know, she looks like a model and that kind of thing. But I don't know. If you really look at her, eh, you know. Yeah, she kind of looks like Jay Farrow in drag a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Next up, we have Terrence Higgins. Terrence Higgins. He's 47. So me and Terrence, we ride together. And he's uh, from Chicago, <laughs> yeah. Illinois. Gee, yeah. Yeah. He's a city bus operator. When did bus drivers be called, start to become called operators? Why isn't it a bus driver? It's a bus driver. Right. Yeah, he's real crazy. Operating heavy machinery. Yeah, You're driving a bus. Uh, but also, he's the guy who's the karaoke DJ. Yeah. And, and what was his name? He's the hottest karaoke DJ. Oh, man, I wish you could remember. It's like DJ, it was really basic. Because his name's Terrence Higgins. DJ Terry Higgs or something. I don't know. <laughs> DJ T. <laughs> Higgs. Uh, something like that. But uh, I want yeah. this guy to win. He's my favorite guy. I want this guy to win. <laughs> the old guys never win. Yeah, they never even make it past like, the hey, first Hey, wait two a minute. <laughs> I'm age him. I'm well, I'm not, no, I mean, just the oldest person in the cast always goes right away. Yeah, I hear you. The rest I of them are all like 23, and they just vote that person out yeah. right away. So... At least we have two people in their 40s on this cast. That's a start, right? Um, yeah. Because for a while there is nothing. You had to be between like 23 and 26 to be on Big Brother. Like that was <laughs> yeah. Um, we need more variety. There are some people in their 30s. Yeah. Let's get some people from their 50s too in here. Hey, remember that year they had that really old dude on? Of course, he was probably like 45. Yeah. No, I'm just remembering. But how old was <laughs> That was like uh, season 10, right? Like Dan's first season? Uh, what's that guy's name? I can't remember. But he was like in his... Was he 70 or... He was like late 60s at least, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he was definitely up there. Yeah. But this guy, 47... Oh, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, that's right. At the Jerry. age of 75, he's the oldest contestant in the show's history. He couldn't have been 75 when he was in there. <laughs> oh, I think he was. Wow. He was old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he actually did okay in some of the comps, too. Like, <laughs> uh, it, Yeah, he didn't go out home right away, either. I think he lasted a few weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, he made it a while. But yeah, I'm guessing Terrence is probably out of here pretty quick. All right, so that brings us to our <laughs> last uh, contestant, Matthew Turner. Turner. They have Turner in quotes. <laughs> they have Turner and like, Pooch? Yeah, like, his name is Matthew Turner, and his nickname is Turner. <laughs> what? Yep, I see that. That's that's fucking ridiculous. I don't think, I don't think you need to do that. <laughs> nope. Really don't. <laughs> so Matthew Turner Turner is uh, 23 years old. He's a thrift what store a owner. 
from North Attleboro, Massachusetts, but he's the guy that carves up carpet into artwork. <laughs> How does this clown own a store at 23? Ah, he's got average parents. It's the only way. No one would because really give him money. Because his, his other big claim to fame is he said he lived in a van for two years. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm not a fan of this guy. I hope he goes soon. How great would life be, Jank, if you could just live it without worrying about money every waking second of your <laughs> life? Wouldn't that be great? Pretty just great. Do whatever you want. Yep. Yeah. Because I haven't had one, like. one day where I've been fearing about the <laughs> lack of money. But these clowns carving up carpet, living out of their van for two years. <laughs> Oh, what the hell is going on? You just open up an LCS hockey shop. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. <laughs> Two fake radio all day. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So those About are the t-shirts and hockey balls. Uh, like, does anyone really stand out aside from Alyssa being foxy? Does anyone stand out? Like, I don't know. They all seem terrible. Uh, like I said, I'm rooting for Terrence. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's the old guy. Sure, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Terrence take this thing home. That'd be but fine. he has no chance. He has no chance. <laughs> no. So, uh, <laughs> if you had to guess, who do you think has the best chance of actually winning? Hmm. I mean, it's so hard to tell because I don't couldn't tell you these people's personalities yet. Like, they could yeah. be cuckoo crazy pants, and I wouldn't know yet. Um. Hmm. I want to say Pooch has a good shot, just because uh, he looks old. Everyone will think he's wise, <laughs> and then when they find out he's twenty three, they're going, "Why the fuck was I listening to that guy? He's twenty three. Um, well, he did have, remember, he was like that uh, backstage pass guy, yes. so he had to pick three people that could potentially we, be in jeopardy. So that might, yeah, you we know, need to, that might we need to hurt explain his all that. chances a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's get, let's <laughs> I don't get understand. <laughs> all right, so this year they're doing something new. I don't know if this was just for week one, or are they going to be doing this every week? Because, oh, I hope it's just what, week one. It's going to be so fucking annoying. But all right, I'll explain it the way I understand it, Jank, and then you okay. tell me where I'm wrong. Because I have no idea what the fuck I heard when I was watching this. But I think this is what happened. Pooch was, uh, they did, in order to do the uh, various competitions, they each had to pick a card. And it, like, uh, told them what area of the music festival they had to go to. The merch stand, the Porta Johns, or what was the other one? Uh, The piercing tent. The piercing tent. Yeah, okay. So, but Pooch picked a card that said, you're the backstage manager. So he didn't know what the fuck that meant. But what it means is Pooch cannot be nominated or evicted this week. And he also does not compete in the, in the competitions, right? I think he, he's just basically sitting out, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, he doesn't even get to vote. Then, oh, okay. So then after they do their competitions and uh, they uh, figured out whatever the fuck they're figuring out, I don't even know. What, what, why, why do they even do those competitions? <laughs> uh, it was the head of household comp, um, but like they they did each like, of them like separate, right? And then they did like the three winners. Yeah, for the head of household. The three okay. winners. Okay. Yep, exactly. Okay. So, uh, but after they did all that stuff, uh, Pooch had to choose three people out of uh, the people who weren't competing for the head of household, and they became the backstage crew, right? 
And mm-hmm. he he chose three ladies. He chose that belly dancer. I remember that. Then he chose Alyssa and uh, what's her name? Paloma. Yeah, Paloma. Yeah, my, my two favorites. Putting them yeah. in there. So they don't like that. take the two best-looking women on this show, and they're going to be in the backstage with me. That's what I want to do. So he's pretty smart, this guy. Yeah. But sure. uh, now, because they're part of the backstage crew, they cannot compete in the competitions. They cannot mm-hmm. uh, be nominated, but they can be evicted, right? Yeah, like if there's a veto taken off the block, they they can go on and be evicted that way. But they cannot be oh, okay. I think is what I how I understood. Okay. It. So I mean that sounds like your chances are pretty slim of going home, being the one to go home, unless you're you know you're playing a shitty game and pissing people off. But I don't see why yeah. they would automatically be like, oh, I'm going to go for this person just because they can be a veto nominee. Oh, oh, there's also America's Vote going on. What the fuck is this? Yeah, that's where I couldn't understand like what was happening, whether this meant that America got to pick one of them to go on the block or something yeah, like right. that. They, Wait a minute. They really yeah, didn't explain it very well. They, they played it so coy, like Julie kept teasing things and then never really explained it very well. <laughs> okay, he, here it is on CBS. Who do you want to keep safe? America, it's up to you. The three backstage pass holders, Alyssa, Brittany, and Paloma, are not guaranteed safety at the live show on July 14th, but you have the power to protect one of them. Vote for the backstage house guest you want to keep safe this week. So Alyssa's going to win because she's the foxiest, so she's going to win. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Brittany <laughs> and Paloma uh, will be – they'll possibly uh, be able to go home I guess, like backdoor veto. But really, their odds of that are no better than everyone else. Yes. (laughs) This is so convoluted. Like, Big Brother, keep keep it simple. Keep it simple. Fuck all these twists and nonsense. (laughs) Keep it simple. Play a classic Big Brother game. Uh, Let Mm -hmm. people be horrible. Especially week one. Yeah. I don't want to tune in and watch people be all politically correct and sensitive to people's feelings. We want people, like, screaming yeah. at each other, calling each other names, you know? This is what we want. Yeah, hooking up like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Bring back the fun, big brother. I'm pretty sure every guy who they talked to said uh, in those videos before the, the show started, they're like, I'm not going to get in our showmance, but I can't say, hey, what happens, happens. You know, like, I'm not looking for it, but <laughs> it could happen. All right, calm down. Uh, I don't know. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's so how those things are so stupid. Like, everyone says the same bullshit. Like, oh, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm a super fan. Like, whatever. Again, the <laughs> only way it. Big Brother... It's just been around so long. Like, after that season where the racists were on there and uh, everyone, like, lost their jobs and everything, now people are super uh, careful about what they say and do and shit, yeah. you know? So it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not condoning people being racist, but uh, I, I think what I'm getting at is people are way on guard now when they're on the show. Like, they're always on yes. their best behavior. And it comes across as fake and phony. So I think the only way they can save Big Brother, we've mentioned this before, but it's if you just go around and kidnap people and force them onto the show. <laughs> or how about this? You go, to the, you go to the area prisons, and you find 16 people, and you say, all right, we'll put you in Big Brother, 
And if you win, you get your freedom. How about that? <laughs> but if you lose, you get you go back to prison. But at least you get a couple weeks out of the jail cell, you know? The the dark, dank jail cell. You get to live in a and house. Do they turn the cameras off when they have shower time? Because you know, there's going to be a lot of things going on in there. <laughs> you know the worst part about prison big brother? <laughs> Anal All right. But I think that would be a good idea. I should uh, I should write to CBS with this idea. Uh, area, local, yeah. local prisons, round up 16 <laughs> Kidnapping people. Kidnapping or prisoners. Because <laughs> you need people who don't want to be there. <laughs> basically yeah because all these idiots and you don't know the show and don't aren't anticipating everything that could come of it just yeah, nice normal are. people who don't really follow this stuff and who don't have social media accounts and uh followers yeah. and they're not trying to spin this into something yeah. afterwards yeah there we go we just solved big brother so, <laughs> yeah. great uh, oh, anything else you'd like to mention about this first episode of Big Brother? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like I said, there was very little to hang your hat on in this episode. I'm hoping it gets better from here, but I don't have high hopes. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, I really doubt it. <laughs> Maybe so at some point we want... can get Jolie to come on and talk about yeah. it. Yeah, although the last time I messaged her, she never got back to me, so she gave me the high hat, so I have no idea. So, uh... <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know if it's a toughy situation where uh, she just refuses to answer messages on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, but um, people are protesting it. All right, uh, you said you watched the challenge, which aired after uh, Big Brother, and yeah. is this just like the CBS version of the MTV Road Rules Challenge deal? Yep, it seems to be. Um, now, I've never watched that version of the challenge, and this did a terrible job of setting it up for people like me who have not watched that version. Like, I couldn't really follow half of what was happening, but Alyssa from last summer, the old Alyssa, she's oh. back on this show. So that's why I was like, oh, all right. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what got me to watch. I saw her in the commercial. I was like, oh, shit. Now I'm in. No. Yeah, how does how do they do it? Because like on MTV, it's like the Road Rules versus Real World, so the teams are clear. How do they divide up the teams here on this show? Uh, there really weren't teams. It's a lot of people from Big Brother, uh, Survivor, um, Amazing Race, and Love Island, I guess. And there weren't really so much teams as much as I guess you would get put in like uh, you know co-ed partnerships. Um, and then at the end of the episode, they're like, uh, yeah, so after today, you, get, you guys got to pick your partner here, but you're getting split up, and every week we're going to randomly assign you a new partner. <laughs> huh. All right. Yeah. So it's going to change all the time, so it kind of fucks up any strategy. How many contestants are Which we I talking? Mean, is it like 16, or is that too many? Oh, it's, it's a shitload. <laughs> I don't even know like exactly. 40 it's probably like 30. Yeah, there's a oh, lot shit. of people. When they show the big group shot, it's just it's a lot of people. Like, do people go home every week? Is it one of them deals? Or? Yeah, uh, I, I believe every, like two people go home every week. Two people went home this week, so I'm assuming it's like that. Where basically at the end of the episode, two different pairs kind of face off, and whichever pair loses goes home. Okay. And were there any other notable Big Brother people besides Alyssa? A lot of Big Brother people, mostly people from last year. 
<laughs> sadly. Okay. Like, I think most of the cookout was there. Like, uh, that Derek kid, the Asian kid, uh, he was uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Angela, you know, the girl who was dating Tyler, um, she was there. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Um, She's good looking. About, I like Angela. There's been about a thousand Tylers on Big Brother, too. Tyler and <laughs> Kyle. No idea. Yeah. Or Kyland. <laughs> Some kind of <laughs> derivation of them. Um, all right. So will you watch the challenge again? I might. It definitely seems like there's more production value, and the, the challenges themselves are a little more intricate. <laughs> like I have more kind of things going on. It's nice to see some different competitions. Like Big Brother, it's a lot of the same shit every you know year after year, just in a different package. But it's the same competition. So this at least was nice to see some different stuff. Uh, who's the they, host? Like skit, like repelled on a building. I think it's the same host, I guess, from the MTV one. That TJ, whatever his name is. Oh, that, that skier guy. TJ. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think he's a skier, right? Olympic skier. Uh, could be. Uh, TJ. Uh, maybe not. Who cares? I don't fucking care. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I was like googling it up, and I'm like, why am I even typing this in? And I stopped. <laughs> All right. Uh, like closed out. Like now, do these people right all now. live in the same house and shit too? While this is going on, or yeah, yeah, it looks like it. Um, and I guess they go party like all the time too, which is something. Uh oh. They don't really focus on it. Like, <laughs> it's very weird the way this was edited together. Like, it's I don't know. Like they would show instead of showing the people kind of, you know, talking and, and scheming and trying to come up with plans ahead of time, it would kind of be like they would show it way later in the episode and you have to like kind of be like, oh, this happened earlier. So it was like very, very strange the way they put it together. <laughs> it didn't flow very well. All right. So since it's the same host, I guess they don't try and hide the fact that this is a ripoff of the MTV version. They just say, yeah, we're <laughs> doing the MTV version of CBS. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> it's called the Challenge USA, though, so it's totally different. Uh, oh. No, I think okay. MTV was like all U.S. people, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm sure Tuffy will watch that. That sounds like something Tuffy will watch, right? He'll, he'll, he'll oh, yeah. Up to date. Sure, he knows yeah. a lot of those people. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else this week that you watched on the TVs? Uh, a couple things. Um, so the... Back half of season four of Stranger Things went up last Friday. Uh, okay. So I finished that off. It was just two episodes, but they were, like, extra long. Like, I think one was, like, an hour and a half. The other one was, like, two hours, two and a half hours. So basically, like, little movies instead of episodes. Um, it was a, it was good-ish. <laughs> there was part, much like the season itself, there were parts I liked and parts I didn't really like. Um, did Eleven die? No, no, not yet. I gotta figure that's gonna happen before the end of the show, but I'm, they probably are gonna need her next year. But it ends in did a strange she... place where it's like I don't know how you do season five because you're pretty much at the point where you have to evacuate the town and <laughs> like uh, you know there's no reason for these kids to be here anymore. The army hmm. should just be going in. So there's monsters running around and shit. 
<laughs> kind of. Hey, maybe uh, season five, Stranger Things, 11 tries French toast. <laughs> That'd be a good episode. Maybe a multi-episode arc. <laughs> she, she likes pancakes now. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the kids, they got to be like 30 now, too, all those kids, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I think it seems like they're they're gonna have to pick up season five, you know, kind of where this one left off, and those kids are gonna be so old by because <laughs> they haven't even started writing season five yet. So it's gonna be at least another two years. Now, in the sto- in the continuity of the series, are they allotting for that time passing, or are we still pretending like this is the same basic year <laughs> that season one happened? Uh, there have been little time jumps, probably not nearly enough to cover how old these kids have gotten, but usually there is like a, a good couple months between seasons. Is Winona Ryder still in it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's still there. I'm a big fan of Winona Ryder. Still going. <laughs> yeah, she's really good in there. Yeah. I'll give her that. She might be all-time top 11, like towards the bottom, you know? Like, wow. Yeah, I like Winona Ryder a lot. In, in yeah. the 90s, you know, when I was a lad, she was something else. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like um, juice and Edward Scissorhands. So, what, uh, uh, Stranger Things, what else did you watch? Uh, Well, I, I kept going with my David Lynch uh, thing, and I, I oh, watched another right. David Lynch movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I watched The Straight Story this week. The guy riding the lawnmower across the country. (laughs) Now, why was he riding the lawnmower across the country? Uh, His brother had a stroke. And he's going to visit They had a falling out a bunch of years ago. And uh, he's like, oh, well, my brother, you know, is probably going to die. So I should probably go see him and try to make nice before that happens. So he says, I'm going to ride my lawnmower across the state. (laughs) Well, he I guess he's so old that he's, you know, they took his license away, his driver's license. And I don't know why he didn't just, like, get on a plane or something. Or they, they didn't really go into that, but... A bus ticket? Yeah. So, yeah. 69 bucks, yeah. Greyhound. Go anywhere you want to go. I kind of get the feeling that it was, uh, it's the gesture he was after. Like, it, it would show that his brother, you know, he went to all this effort to ride this lawnmower all the way there. That means he really wants to, you know, make make things right and make up for all the the years they've lost. (laughs) And what better way to make up for all the years you've lost than taking 12 years to get there by riding a lawnmower? (laughs) Well, if he just showed up at his door from a bus, he might be like, fuck you, get out of here. But if someone, like, rides a lawnmower all the way to see you, like... You have to at least hear him out. <laughs> yeah, his brother just says, what the fuck's wrong with you, riding a lawnmower? You an idiot? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to say, I, I actually really liked it. Um, <laughs> it was a strange movie, but I liked it a lot. Um, there's little adventures along the way, and nothing too crazy, but it, it just... David Lynch gets that kind of small town vibe. You tell him from Twin Peaks, and even more so here. It's just he gets that that kind of thing. So, 
now I remember this came out a long time ago, right? Because I remember like watching Cisco and Ebert review it. I think. <laughs> like, it yeah, nineteen ninety nine. I think it came out. Yeah, I don't know if Cisco was around, so, but I, I swear to God, I remember Ebert talking about it at least. Um, so, uh, but it's like a straight-ahead movie. It's not a David Lynch type thing, right? With the wackiness and shit. It's like a straight yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, there's no weird dream stuff or like <laughs> alternate timelines <laughs> or anything. It's just it's his name like it's it's like a triple entendre because like the guy's last name is straight, and it's just a very straight story of a guy riding his lawnmower from point A to point B. <laughs> uh, oh. It's a straight told story, unlike most of David Lynch's movies. So how long does it take him to get like where does where does he start and where is his brother like where's the ending point? I think it's actually not even that far. Um, I think he was in like Iowa and he had to go to like Michigan maybe. Okay. So it's not like he had to go all the way across the country. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking so it was like a yeah, more South Carolina to California situation, but all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's better. Um, <laughs> He had to cross the Mississippi. I guess that was the, the biggest part. <laughs> he just he um. put a sail on his lawnmower. <laughs> so, uh, so when he gets there, uh, is his brother dead when he gets there? Is that what happened? <laughs> no. His brother is actually still alive, and you'll never guess who it was. Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> oh. Yeah. In typical David Lynch fashion, you got to get Harry Dean in there. Well, that's good. And did the brothers reconcile? Yeah. He says, oh, my God, you run a lawnmower here. Let me hug you before I die. One of them deals? Uh, it's, no, it's a little bit more subtle. Like, he's just kind of like, oh, you rode that thing all the way here to see me? And he's like, yep. And, like, they both kind of start, like, tearing up. You can tell, like, they're going to reconcile, but it really it ends before they get to that. So. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's something. Yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it, was, it was very heartwarming. I liked it. Oh, that's good. Uh, one out of ten for uh, the straight story. Uh, I'd probably give it like an eight. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna guess an eight. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, highly enjoyable. Um, unlike the next thing I watched, I decided to since I haven't been watching the the more current movies as much these days. Um, rented a newer movie, <laughs> and I wish I hadn't called the. Uh, what the fuck is it called? It's got one of these like cumbersome ass titles. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh fuck me! I don't. Want, <laughs> I don't like this already. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a Nick is, Cage movie where he say, plays is Nick himself. Cage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because I do remember hearing something about this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Pedro Pascal is like this rich guy who invites him, you know, to come to his birthday party, and uh, Nick Cage is basically going to quit acting, so he's like, "All right, I guess I'll do this," and then I'm I'm done. Uh, and he gets down there, and he's approached by like the FBI, who's like, "Yeah, that Pedro Pascal, he's a he's a drug dealer, uh, and he's kidnapped a girl, so we need your help to like get her out." And so he kind of has to wrestle with, like, oh, this guy's my buddy now. Like, I don't want to betray him and stuff like that. And it was not good. <laughs> really? Yeah, so gets, I did uh, not like it. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty high for IMDb, and 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, none of it landed for me. Like, the jokes weren't funny. Like, 
it was just kind of like, oh, hey, look, let's have them do LSD in this one scene. Does anything funny happen because of that? No. <laughs> but they did LSD, so I guess it's supposed to be good. All right. So, yeah, it, it, I just did not like it at all. <laughs> it Fair was enough. just so generic, and I probably won't even remember seeing it come this time next year. That's, that's a bold statement for a Nick Cage movie. Usually you always remember yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. is like Nick Cage, you expect him to be all wild and crazy, but they just kind of made him this like beaten-down family guy who's, you know, he's gotten divorced, and his daughter kind of like fucking hates him. And he's just, like, trying to keep shit together. And it's just like, this isn't really what I want from a Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, they had yeah, kind of, like, like, he would have crazy, visions. You know? Yeah. He had, like, visions every once, like, maybe twice throughout the movie of, like, a young Nick Cage who would kind of, like, be talking to him in his head. And he was a little bit more entertaining. <laughs> but... It was far too few and far between to uh, to really you know bring the movie up a couple notches. Was it was it the young Nick Cage from Valley Girl? Remember that? <laughs> Kinda, not too far from there, probably. I think he was wearing a Wild at Heart shirt, so probably we're talking like late eighties. So, what would you give the unbearable weight of massive talent? Uh, I can't go any higher than a five on that, probably. Right. Just pretty unremarkable. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. That's all right. All well, I, watch. uh, I watched nothing. I watched some wrestling, but we'll talk about that later. Now oh, yeah. we're officially into the Turbo Kid talk. Let's talk Turbo Kid. Bam, bam, bam. All right. This is your pick. It's uh, available on the Tubies. I think it's also on the Cock over on Peacock if you want to watch it. <laughs> Uh, yep. It's like it's like an hour and thirty. It's also uh, on Blu-ray at my house. What? <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll read the uh, description <laughs> from IMDb. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997, a comic book fan <laughs> adopts the persona of his favorite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. And that's Turbo yep, Kid. That's accurate. Yeah, that is Because remember that one? It was like an exercise uh, thing they did. What movie was oh, that? Yeah. They totally botched it. Uh, no, but... The Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity? I think so. <laughs> or, or maybe Evil Tunes. One of those two movies, I think it was. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, this one nailed it. So good job on you, IMDb. Uh, the directors. <laughs> Got your shit Francois, together. The directors are Francois Simard, Anouk Whistle. In Yoan Carl Whistle. Yeah. A, they're a trio. Three people from Quebec. Hey, there's good fishing in Quebec. <laughs> yeah, good movies, too, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so these three people, they all work together. Now, Anouk yep. and Yoan Carl. Anouk is a lady, and uh, Yoan Carl, uh, that's her brother. They're uh, brother ah. and sister. And then they're yep. buddies with that Francois Simard fella. And I think together, the three of them combined, they're known as, I think, Roadkill Superstar. Is that what they go by, their, yes. their name? Or RKSS for short. Yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah. shorten it. Yeah. Um, so they, they, wrote and, they wrote and directed this film. Uh, they also did another film that you really like, correct? 
Oh, yeah. Summer of 84. I might like it even more than this one. Yeah, I've never seen the Summer of 84. Uh, that came out after oh, this. Oh, it's so good. Right? That was like in yep. 19, 2019 or something? Um, yeah, it was a couple years so, after. So uh, this here one, again, it's a Canadian film. The stars are, well, Michael Ironside is in it. <laughs> he plays mm-hmm. the... Uh, He's the biggest star, I would say. He plays the tyrannical overlord guy. Uh, his name is mm-hmm. Zeus. Uh, tell the kids who are unfamiliar with Michael Ironside what we know him from. Uh, well, you would definitely know him from that epic masterpiece called Highlander 2, The Quickening. Ah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. He was the villain in that, too. Uh, but he was also in, like, Total Recall and Starship Troopers and Scanners, whole bunch of things. And he usually plays the villain or just a mean guy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely his uh, his bellywick. So yeah, he's the biggest star in this film. But the uh, the the main protagonist is uh, the character's name is the kid, and he's played by Monroe Chambers. Monroe Chambers. I don't know what else has he's been in. I have no idea. Um, then we yeah, have. Yeah, I've never seen him in anything else. He's a Canadian kid, I think. So yeah, he's in Canadian shit. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Apple. <laughs> Probably Negrassi. His sidekick is a girl named Apple. She's played by Laurence Leboeuf. Now, when I saw this <laughs> name, again, it's, it's spelled like Lawrence, but I, I'm guessing uh, you got to give some little fancy spe- pronunciation to it because she's a lady. Laurence? Is that you think how you spell it? <laughs> yep. or, or pronounce that it? sounds about right. And her yeah, last I'm name sure is Leboeuf. So when I saw that, I'm like, fuck, is she related to Shia LaBeouf? Because I will not watch this movie on, you know, just on <laughs> But, no relation. Yeah, no relation. it's probably just a very common last name in uh, <laughs> Quebec there. Yeah, she's also from Canada. Now, uh, the kid in this movie, uh, like, they're, she's supposed to be a little teenager there. So uh, how old do you think the kid is in this movie? Like, he, he's like 15, 16, 17, something like that, maybe, tops? Sure, the character. Yeah, the <laughs> character. the actor is much older. Yeah, like the character. Ballpark the character's age for me. 16, 15, something like uh, They keep calling him a kid, but I would say he acts kind of younger than he looks. But, yeah, I would say 17 is probably. Max. That might be a little much. Yeah. Better. But, uh, all right, so the actor guy, he was 25, I think, when this film was made. Um, but the reason I'm getting to this is Lawrence LaBeouf. All right. So this girl in this movie, when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, that's a cute girl. There, uh, but she can't be any older than 16. I don't know. She looks very young, right? <laughs> this girl? Yeah. So how old do you, if you had to guess how old Lawrence LaBeouf was when she made this film? <laughs> um, by the way you're asking it, I'm going to say yeah. 27. <laughs> She's like 30. Like 30 years old. Holy shit. <laughs> like when it came out, at least. So she's probably like 29, I guess, when they were filming it. But yeah, she looks wow. very young in this movie. So uh, yeah. I guess the, the, the point is you don't have to feel like a creep if you think she's cute. You don't have to worry about it. She's, like, she's an old woman. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's practically getting menopause any day now. <laughs> but this, uh, this Lawrence LaBeouf, she, uh, she's also in Shorzy. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't watched Shorzy yet. I missed this. But it also said that her <laughs> character name in that in Shorzy is Lawrence LaBeouf. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> 
Do you remember? And and she was in like every episode, it seemed, in the credits there. So uh, do you remember her Holy at all? Holy shit. No. Like, who could she possibly um, be? Like, there was the one guy, he had a couple of girlfriends, some of whom were like celebrities. So maybe she was oh. one of them. Okay. Yeah, probably, because <clears throat> this Lawrence LaBeouf, she's a big Canadian actress. She's won awards and shit, and she's been. A, she's also on another TV show. Uh, I think it's called the Nineteen Two or whatever with uh, Jared Kiso, old Wayne. She, Whoa. They, where he that cop show he's on? She's also a cop. Like she's one of his partners on that show, I guess. So they're buddies. Old Wayne huh. and Lawrence LaBeouf. How about that? Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm trying to. Find her on there. She's not the main, like the team owner on there, is she? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. She looks, Again, no, she looks very it. different. <laughs> I haven't seen a second of it. Um, but yeah, her IMDb it says her character's name is Lawrence LaBeouf, so that's weird. That's, uh, wow. Uh, that's crazy. All right, but anyway. Oh no, I think she. Uh, I think she was uh, the girlfriend. Yep. Yep. That, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, she was one of that yeah. guy's girlfriends. Yeah, so they're probably using her real name, you know, and whatnot. Like, hey, this actress. So, all oh, right, I should have uh, caught uh, that. So that's something, I guess. The only other yeah. uh, person of note here in this film, I guess, is the mother of the kid and the father. The mother is played by Anouk Whistle, the writer-director <laughs> lady. And the father is played by Francois Simard, the other writer-director guy. <laughs> and I think uh, the third writer director, uh, Anouk's brother, plays a guard in the movie. Not so. <laughs> he got the short straw. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you can't have you can't have lines in this movie. Um. So all right, I guess that's the uh, setup we need here for Turbo Kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, who plays uh, like the Indiana Jones type guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't like. Th- I wanted to punch that guy. Uh, Aaron Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Aww. Jeffrey is the actor. He was good. I like uh, him. I thought he was. I thought he was very hacky. I didn't like his character at all. Uh, but he <laughs> he was uh, named Frederick. He's an arm wrestling Indiana Jones kind of ripoff guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so all right, Jenks, since this is your movie, you chose it. Why don't you start us off, Turbo Kid? <laughs> all right. So it starts off with a voiceover kind of setting the stage uh, of the the dark future that is 1997, <laughs> where uh, humanity has been, like, nuked. Uh, like, some, there was some kind of, you know, uprising, and there was a bunch of nukes, and basically it's just a barren wasteland, kind of like Mad Max. Um, water is at a premium. <laughs> There's a lot of like acid rain and stuff, so getting actual clean drinking water is uh, is really hard to do. Yeah, this was supposed to set be set in like a desert uh, landscape where uh, you know everything's arid and dry. But I guess when they were filming, it was raining, <clears throat> so they had to change it to a uh, acid rain, and that, you know you yeah. can't drink the water and shit. But uh, here's the problem I have with this. Uh, so I like the beginning there where they say, because uh, the, they do with this apocalyptic future in 1997. That's a nice little twist. I like that because usually, you know, <laughs> yeah. you want to hear that. And th- there's a lot of nostalgia kind of 80s stuff throughout this movie. So they're playing yeah. off that. But here's my problem, though, Jenk, is uh, 
there's robots. There's lots of highly <laughs> advanced robots. Uh huh. So that confused me because <laughs> we did not have well, highly advanced robots in 1997. I mean, tell that to Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like they were trying to, uh, you know, the old have their pie and eat it too, or whatever that saying is, have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Like they're trying to cash That's in on the nostalgia and the little you know, trick they... of 97, but then they, mm-hmm. the, the story itself has things that could not possibly exist in 1997. So. It could be, I mean, yeah, that's 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 certainly true. Um, it's definitely an alternate timeline, I would say, kind of like you know Watchmen, where uh, I, yeah, Nixon I guess, is just always president or something. It's an alternate <laughs> timeline with Rubik's cubes and other '80s things, you know. So it's, uh, it's a little weird, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, all right, <laughs> whatever. It's an alternate universe that has a Turbo Rider comic book. Uh, I guess, have, yeah. sadly. <laughs> No, I think we're pretty good without a Turbo Rider comic. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the yeah. comic book didn't really seem that good. No, no, it didn't look good Not so well written. <laughs> but in an <clears> apocalypse, <throat> you'll take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like a Green Arrow longbow hunter. Looks better than that. <laughs> Can't all be mistree in the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, fucking mystery. I love mystery. <laughs> God damn, I love mystery. <laughs> all right, so uh, the movie opens with this kid... And he's scavenging for, uh, you know, supplies and whatnot around like a looks like mm-hmm. garbage heap, and he's finding all these dead bodies, like just skeletons, yeah. and, like heads on pikes and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's got a little map. He consults a little diary with a map of like the safe zone, and uh, I guess he's out in the wastelands. That's where he's. Yeah. There's a uh, we like There's to call a great it, like very '80s score by this. Uh, Group called Le Matos, who yeah. uh, also did Summer of '84, and they're they're great. All right, calm down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna love this just because uh, you love '80s like retro <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I lived <laughs> it, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell. <laughs> I guess if you're actually Aww. alive in that time. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> I mean, TV. I was. I was alive in the 80s. <laughs> You're a wee tiny. I was a wee tiny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a grizzled old man of 10 and 15. <laughs> and, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you were over it. Yeah, I just didn't give a fuck. Um, so he's scavenging for <laughs> shit, and then we see him following. He, he go, we follow him to his uh, his little house, which is kind of like... What is it like a bomb it's like shelter? Like a bunker. Situation? Yeah, it's like an Down underground the bomb shelter. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody in this uh, movie rides uh, BMX bikes, little, uh, little bicycles. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Even like the the biggest badasses are all riding on motorcycles. Most of the time with like little carts pulled behind uh, them and stuff bicycles. like that. They're riding on bicycles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not motorcycles. Exactly. Yeah, you said motorcycles. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Because I guess is there a gas shortage, so everyone just has to, you know... Um, yeah, just like Mad Max, places. I would assume. Yeah, that's how this movie's often described, I read. Uh, Mad Max on BMXs, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. I always describe it as Mad Max meets Mega Man. Uh, sure, I guess, yeah. I can He's got that. that little arm bust, you know, blaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, so he gets into his little underground bunker, and you just see this kid going about his life, uh, living in this uh, in this wasteland. How he survives day to day, scrounging for food, how he's entertaining himself. 
he uh, he reads his uh, uh, Turbo Rider. That's the superhero. Turbo comic Rider, book. yeah. He's a big fan. He's got of a bunch of posters Rider. of him, and he's he's made his bike helmet in, to look like Turbo Rider and stuff like that. He's a big yeah. fan. Yeah, big big fan. Um, so then he he hears uh, he has a little security alarm set up, like some keys are jingling. So he know oh wait he caught something in a cage. So he goes up yeah. top to see what he caught. And, and he opens the cage, and it's, it, it's something like a radioactive giant mouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a rat, like a weird, mutated, hairless rat. Yeah, and he, and he kills it with a hammer. He just crushes it. Yeah. And he kills it with a hammer. He, he, made like a, he made a new weapon, which was basically two hammers duct taped together. Uh, it's like a double-bladed yeah. lightsaber of hammers. And he, and he kills the, the rat... And uh, so now we see him, he, he takes the rat with him, and, and he, we see him riding to like a, uh, I don't know, I guess, a, I don't know, a, apocalyptic shopping center. Uh, a yeah, swap essentially. Meet. <laughs> it's like the mall of the post-apocalypse. And, and he goes to meet a guy who I thought for, uh, for a second, I thought he was Hank Azaria. Just for a brief oh, second. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Hank Azaria. Definite resemblance. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, what, what's that show? Uh, what's that show I like? The Hank Azaria, where he's the sportscaster. Brockmeyer. Oh Brockmeyer. Yeah, that's it. With Amanda Peet. Lord help me, I love the Amanda Peet. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, he goes there, and, and this uh, Hank Azaria fella, he's like the lead uh, guy to swap meet, and this kid brings him trinkets and stuff that he finds, and then the guy gives him water in exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he gives and he him also the throws in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good meat. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess. Good old rat meat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hank Azari also gives him something else. What else does he give? Uh, he also gives him a Turbo Rider comic book that they found. So, yeah. he's got a soft spot for this kid. Yeah, he likes the kid. Uh, so while this is going on, in the background, the Indiana Jones ripoff guy is arm wrestling somebody. And oh, this is great. Little, it was great, really. I was a little confused. About it. <laughs> so, it, you uh, arm, he's arm wrestling this guy, and uh, but there's always like obstacles set off to the side so that if you push the person's hand far enough, oh, okay. it will go into this, right. you know, obstacle, which is in this case was a, a couple of toasters that had like branding iron sticking out of them so the toaster is oh, heating okay. up the branding iron and if you push the person's hand far enough it'll you know burn the shit out of their hand that helps me a lot because i wasn't i was busting gems <laughs> you know i wasn't really paying attention so when i looked over i just saw that uh his it, i thought he like somehow magically burned that guy's hand with his own hand i thought he was like a mutant or something like, what the <laughs> fuck yeah yeah like, like all the radiation gave him powers yeah yeah something like that i didn't know i didn't know what i was dealing with <laughs> at this point so, uh, all right, that explains that. Uh, but then he, he's, like, mad at the guy. They're, like, about to kill each other. But then, oh, no, they're just buddies. Uh, we're having fun or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, because the guy does take it bad initially, and he tries to stab him. But then they, they cool down. And uh, then the, the, the kid there, he's uh, leaving, and he, he's looking at a comic book, and he, he doesn't even pay attention. He walks right into this uh, Indiana Jones ripoff. And this guy's, hey, buddy. You're in my man space. Is that what he said? You're in my man space. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, my personal man space. My man bubble. Right? Is that what he said? I think bubble <laughs> yeah, was used. That sounds about right. Yeah. 
so I don't know. Take it from there, Jank. What happens next? Uh, so next, I think we see Michael Ironsides for the first time, uh, who's kind of like this. He's the big, you know, leader of this gang in the wasteland, who kind of, you know, keeps people in line by keeping them fed and getting them water and stuff like that. So he's got like a whole army of creeps willing to do his bidding. Uh, and he's got like this weird looking eye patch and stuff like that. Um, and I think he's got the Indiana Jones guy's brother in his like pens. He's got like, he basically like has a gladiatorial arena that he has people fight in. <laughs> and he has his guys just basically murder people that they capture. And uh, that's yeah. where because the this Indiana guy, Jones he, guy's brother is. He's like the uh, warlord of this whole wasteland area. He controls the water. And uh, the, re- the reason mm-hmm. he has water is because he finds these people and he, he puts them in a machine that, like, yeah. the water out of them. So he kills people and turns their body into water. So that's <laughs> yep. what I'm doing here. So that's a good gimmick. I like that. <laughs> yeah. The body's like 80% water, so that's, that's yeah. a ton of water you're getting out of that. So, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones, his brother, one of his pals wrote something. He says, hey, they got your brother. He's like, oh, no, they got my brother. Uh, so then they cut, they, we see Michael Ironside, and they just smash his brother's head with a hammer like Gallagher. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hope the first row had, like, a big tarp. Yeah, this movie, if you uh, have any problems with gratuitous violence, like uh, cartoony gratuitous violence. Yeah. Um, I think they describe it as blood. Bugs Bunny for adults. Basically, it's very well, cartoonish. No, I wouldn't say that because in Bugs Bunny, people's bodies didn't explode and blood got thrown everywhere. <laughs> you know? um, well, that's why, they, that's why they throw in the adult part. <laughs> adults. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like gallons and gallons and gallons of fake blood used in this movie. Just lots and it just sprays blood. everywhere. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if you're into that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I appreciate a good practical effect. So, um, it didn't get old after all for you after like the thirtieth guy exploded and blood was thrown everywhere. And... <laughs> no, no, not really. Because right. they kept old. doing fun things with it later on. Uh, all right, all right. Um, so uh, this Indiana Jones guy, he knows he has to go try and save his brother, but uh, the kid. Uh, he he could give a fuck. So he he goes to some playground, and he he's reading his comic book, and he's reading it out loud. Yeah, like you're want to that's, do. That's an odd choice. <laughs> and he's acting out. The I guess part. in the in I'll, the you know in the apocalypse, you got to find ways to entertain yourself. I'll tell you this much, Jank. Up till this point in the movie, I was not a fan. I I did not like any of this beginning stuff because uh, they're just assuming that I should care about this kid. Because why? I don't know. <laughs> They didn't give me a reason to care about them until now. Um, so I don't like any of this beginning part. But right here is where the movie gets good for me. Because Lorenz mm-hmm. LaBeouf shows up. And uh, she, right away she walks up to him. He's just reading his comic book there, not paying attention. And here, next thing you know, she's right next to him. She's like, hey, what are you doing? And uh, she's got pink hair. And she's wearing this, like, blue yep. jumpsuit. And she's, she's clearly all oatmeal north of the eyebrows. This girl is crazy, <laughs> you know? She's got real big eyes, yeah. and, and she's just seen... I don't think she like, ever blinks. I don't think we ever see her blink at all yeah. in this movie. But she's great. She's very entertaining. Yeah. And, uh, she's uh, super so, energetic, and just, like, she yeah. loves everything. Very <laughs> energetic. Full of wide-eyed optimism. 
very positive, yeah, naivete about her. She's like, yeah, this is awesome. Everything's awesome. She's asking him about his comic book, and he's, like, put off. He's like, hey, where did you come from? And he's like, all right, you're kind of weird. So he's trying to be nice to her. And now this is where I finally start to like the kid because you can uh, empathize with him because he's trying to be nice to her without hurting her feelings, but he's trying to get away from her as well. And uh, because she says, hey, we're going to be friends, and she slaps a bracelet on his wrist. Um, (laughs) And then she goes, hey, but before we go, i got to go talk to somebody. i got to do something. And she walks off to the back there, and she's talking to somebody. And she's like, hey, guess what? Don't worry. I'm going to be okay now. I found a new friend, and uh, we're going to go have fun or something. And here, uh, the kid, he's, like, peeking around to see, and she's talking to a dead body, like a corpse. Yeah. Been dead for a long time. Skeleton, yeah. So he's like, what the fuck is going on? So he just gets the hell out of there. (laughs) He hops on his huffy, and he is gone. And uh, so he goes back home, and he uh, he just goes to take a nap, right? Like, he falls asleep, and he's like, yeah, I'm calling Oh, yeah. Up. He takes a nap. But when he wakes up, that crazy girl's in his uh, little bomb shelter with him. And she's like, hey, you want some breakfast? <laughs> and he's like, how the fuck did you get in here? And uh, <laughs> well, what kind of cereal was it? Was it any, like, brand cereal from the 80s? Boo Berries or whatever? What the fuck no, was I think it was, crunch? I don't know. It was, like, a made-up brand, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, hey, how did you find me? And she's like, oh, that bracelet. You know, because the bracelet's beeping and yeah. it's a homing signal. And he says, yeah, how right. do I... She's like, how do, he's like, how do I get it off? And she's like, oh, it's easy. You don't. <laughs> that was yeah, pretty good. You just don't. I like that. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah, she's such a fun character. I really enjoy her. Yeah, she she's very entertaining. Um, so uh, he's still trying to, he's creeped out by her that she's, uh, you know, broke into his house and she's super high energy and weird. And he's like, I don't know, can you just leave or whatever? And she's like, all right, I thought we were going to be friends, but here, here, I brought you your uh, Turbo Rider comic book. So he's like, ah, shit, all right, well, I guess you're nice. All right, we can be friends. So, yeah, she brought him back his comic book. <laughs> like, like if some crazy lady brought me a Ms. Tree comic book, I'd be like, all right, everything's cool. We can be friends. You can stay. Yeah. Yeah, we can be friends. <laughs> but uh, I don't care about the cooties anymore. So, so they decide to be chums, and uh, but they have to go uh, scavenge because they got to find her a bike and a helmet. He says, "We, we got to go find you a bike and a helmet." Yeah. And, and he's also like, "Hey, I got to teach and you the weapon. rules of the wasteland." And she goes, "Oh, great! I love rules." And she's very excited. <laughs> And he starts naming the rules. He's like, rule one, always have water. Whenever you go somewhere, you always got to make sure you have water. And then uh, I think rule two was, I don't know, have a weapon. Uh, I think was two was don't go, in, don't go outside of the, you know, the safe the, zone. The safe zone. Yeah. yeah. He shows a little yeah. map he drew. And, and, but, then the, but then he mentions that she needs to get a bike because she's just hot, like standing on the back of his bike riding along with him. And mm-hmm. uh, the peg. he says, oh, yeah, let's get a helmet for you. And they find, they see a dead guy in a car with a helmet on, just a skeleton with a helmet. And, uh, and then there's a snake crawling through the skull, and he screams like a little girl. And she doesn't even care. She just walks <laughs> over, rips the helmet off the guy's head, knocks the skull out of it, and puts it on. And she's like, yeah, I got a helmet. She's very happy about it. You know? <laughs> and he says, yeah, you also need a weapon. So yeah. that's like rule three or four or whatever. So if you don't have one, you got to make one. Yeah, so he gets a stick and a guard, a little garden gnome, and he duct tapes the garden <laughs> gnome to the stick. 
<laughs> it says, here you go. <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's super excited. She's like, yeah, this is my gnome stick. Yeah, uh, she's running around practicing. That's a pretty awesome weapon. That is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's creative. Uh, here's something. I may have missed this part, uh, but later on in the movie, she does have a bike. When did she get the bike? Did I miss that? Um, I don't think they've made a big deal out of it. That's probably just something yeah. that happened off screen. Yeah, but see, that's a problem. Because they, they, they make a thing <laughs> of it to say, we need to find you a bike and a helmet. We find the helmet, and then you need to show them getting her a bike. Like, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure shown. there's probably a lot of bikes laying around because a lot of people die. <laughs> well, just, show, just show them getting it then. Like, just, you have to that's you can't just have her then riding a bike later on, you know? Um, I don't know, but anyway. Well, maybe they went to Toys R Us. <laughs> so uh, she she has her gnome stick, and apparently she has a bike. Um, but I think now maybe that we cut back to Michael Ironside and Indiana Jones, right? Don't they encounter each other? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, like Indiana Jones, they're getting ready to go mount their attack, and uh, he's like, "Well, first I'm going to take a piss," and his uh, his little buddy starts taking a piss next to him, and he's like. Trying to like push him away so he gets moves further down, and yeah, uh, arms length. This, Get out of his man bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm Michael Ironside's you know number one henchman guy who's this like guy wearing football pads and like a big metal skull for a face and it's this like wild black hair shows up and uh, it's a very it's a very good it's a very good mask though the skull mask is a very yeah. distinctive mask like it, the mouth is big and wide with teeth and um yeah it's a distinctive look like i i really like the design of that yeah yeah it's really cool and he has a, a like a little uh launcher device on his wrist that shoots out spinning saw blades and yeah. uh, he fires one right into uh the indiana jones guy's buddy's back while he's taking a piss, <laughs> and this is, I think, our first, one of the first times where we see just blood squirting everywhere. Yeah. And uh, also, pee like piss is shooting everywhere too because he never finished peeing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so they, <laughs> they 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 kidnap the Indiana Jones guy, and they take him back. Yeah, to they Michael, kill like all of his Michael buddies Arnold. and kidnap him. And, like, I don't know, I think this is, they splice this in, they, inter, you know, divide this up between scenes and everything, yeah. but let's just stick with this. So, uh, this guy, uh, Indiana Jones, he's there with Michael Ironside, and uh, Michael Ironside is like, uh, <clears throat> does he want Indiana Jones to do something for him, or is he just says he's going to kill him, or why? Yeah, pretty much, he's, he's like, uh, oh, so you're the, you know, the arm wrestler guy, huh? Well, why don't you arm wrestle my guy here? And, like, he sets up a thing on either side, kind of like they had the toasters before. But now they have these, uh, like, blenders. So they got spinning blades, and then they also shoot fire out the top, or at least they are supposed to. <laughs> but the fire, like, stops after a little bit. And he's like, God damn it, I told you I wanted fire. But was there an explanation for why they didn't just kill him with everyone else? Like, why did they kidnap him and then bring him back? Um, I think... I think just to put him in the, you know, the, the arena later on. But they wanted him for entertainment purposes. Okay. All right. Um, so when they're arm wrestling or whatever, he he starts to, does he fight back or, he, yeah, because he grabs the one guard 
and uh, shoves his face into the saw, right? Kills that guy. Mm-hmm. That may have been the other director, by the way. The guy that got his face in the saw. <laughs> oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, that's possible. And um, they uh, then he then the guy with the skull helmet, um, he cuts off that dude's right hand though. Yeah. He cuts it off. And like gallons and gallons and gallons of blood <laughs> is shooting out of his stump arm, yet he somehow <laughs> survives. Yeah, they cauterized it real quick apparently. Yeah, seemed odd. But yeah, he survived. <laughs> um, People survive uh, a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah, especially that guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy, he he survives a lot. Um, so, <laughs> all right, so he's got his arm cut off, but he's captured. So now we go back to uh, the kid and um, what's her face, uh, Apple, and they're getting closer together. You know, they're goofing around, playing tag and shit. You can see, oh, two young kids falling in love. These two kids. Yeah. Even though in real life one's 25 and one's 30. But in this movie, <laughs> you're two young kids. <laughs> that blew my mind when I found out she was 30. I was like, wait, what? She's... Yeah, that honestly is very shocking. Yeah, she was born in 1985. Like she looked good for her age. 1985. So. Wow. That's a cold talk. All right. Um, so, uh, oh, there's a scene where... Uh, we should also say at some point throughout this, uh, the kid is having flashbacks to when he was a younger the kid, and uh, mm-hmm. he was witnessing he was fixing a bike with his mom, and uh, some scary dudes. You could you could see they're foreshadowing that uh, Michael Ironside and his crew show up at his house when he was a little kid. Yeah, you know? they put in scenes leading up to that, and eventually yeah, we find out when he that he got home and was dreaming, like he went to take his nap. Like we yeah. see this in his dreams. And eventually we find out that Michael Ironside and that guy with the buzzsaw, they murdered his mom and dad. And his mom actually yeah. shot Ironside in the eye with the with an arrow. Yep. That's why and, the uh, eye patch, yep. Yeah, that's why the eye And she told him, uh, he, he says, you're going to die. And she says, uh, might as well make it memorable then, right? Is that what the line? I'm, well, might as well make it memorable. Yep. And, and she shoots him in the eye. And then uh, they do <laughs> kill her. But the kid escapes. Because they just let him go. They're, like, mocking the little kid, and they let him go. Yeah, and, like, uh, he's not going to last long on his own out there. Out in the wasteland. So, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, again, we don't find all that out until, like, the third act. Like, it's divided. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Apple and the kid are falling in love there, and they're about to kiss. But then, yeah. Oh, well, before they're about to kiss, he shows her his, his viewmaster. He carries Viewmaster, like, uh, spinning <laughs> yeah. wheels in a metal container up under his outfit there. And, uh, he carries it like turbo. they're binoculars, but really it's just a Viewmaster. It's so good. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, is this Turbo Rider? Or I just remember dinosaurs and shit. Was it, is this a Turbo Rider yeah, as well? Yeah, I think there was when he, in the flashbacks when he was a kid, like, he was looking at Turbo Rider uh, Viewmaster. But now it's just okay. he's showing her the dinosaur one. Did you have a Viewmaster when you were young, or did you miss that? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were great. I, I love the good Viewmaster. Yeah. They were great. They were like 3D, kind of. Like, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, but right when they're about to kiss, like, uh, a big someone throws a big net over Apple. And, yep. oh, shit. And, and she's Classic like, run, net. run. So she gets captured. 
He runs away, and uh, that guy with the metal skull is chasing him. Or was it the guy? No, it wasn't the guy with the metal skull. No, it was it's the guy, guy with, like, a, a Chinese yeah, hat. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Chinese wicker hat deal. One of them things. Bamboo yeah, and like a gas mask. Yeah. And, and uh, so he wrecks his bike, and he, he, he lands on a, uh, like, in some junkyard or whatever, and he lands on some, like, metal door, but then that collapses in, and he falls underground, and he's actually inside a spaceship, right? Yeah. And whose spaceship is it, Jank? Well, it turns out it's the Turbo Rider spaceship. <laughs> yeah, because in this alternative... must have been based on actual uh, <laughs> events. Yeah, in this alternative timeline in 1997, there were also spaceships and superheroes. And... <laughs> Yep. It's, again, this this lost me a little bit here, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> well, the great thing is they never really try to explain it too much. <laughs> no, they don't. Not at it's all. It's just kind of a thing. I, I like that. I guess. <laughs> They're like, just go with it. And I did. Just put the logic in the back seat and don't worry about it. Let me know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he finds Turbo Rider's spaceship. And he finds that his hero is now a dead uh, skeleton in a Turbo Rider costume. So he says, how better to honor my hero than, uh, you know, tear apart his dead body to get that costume. Rip apart his skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like if I found a, years from now, I found Joe Sackick in his Quebec Nordique uniform. So, fuck yeah, Joe, I'm taking your your clothes. I'm wearing this Quebec Nordique uniform. A little weird. No way to honor your hero. (laughs) Well, you know. I mean, if, if they could make you better at hockey, you probably would. But if they're just regular clothes, you probably wouldn't leave them so, cool enough alone. And incredibly, Turbo Rider the superhero, who had comic books based mm-hmm. on him, is the same size as a 15-year-old kid who's been living in the wasteland <laughs> his whole life. <laughs> Maybe it's shrunk in all that desert heat. It's, it's uh, it's the whole Moon Knight Oscar Isaac situation where the heroes are much smaller <laughs> than you anticipate. <laughs> but uh, so he puts on the Turbo Man outfit or tur- oh yeah, Turbo Man. Hey, uh, Turbo Man, go all the way, right? Yeah, Turbo Man. I didn't even think of that. Turbo They're not just similar. Kid. I mean, yeah. Yeah, when you think about They're it, the heroes were pretty similar. Red outfits. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he puts on the red outfit there for Turbo Rider. Now, the big selling point for this Turbo Rider, though, is his uh, left hand. It's a glove. Uh, that's basically yeah. what Very reminiscent old, uh, of the Power Glove. Yeah, the Nintendo uh, Power Glove thing yeah. that he used to have. I never had one of those. Did you have one of those? I never had one of them. No. I think it was actually pretty terrible from what everyone says. <laughs> but it seemed like the coolest thing ever at the time, and I never got to have it, but... From what so, I understand, uh, this, not actually ideal for controlling a game. So this uh, little power glove he has, he can shoot, like, uh, lasers out of it or something. And it just, uh, I don't know what the lasers do exactly, but I know they blow up people. When they yeah. hit people, they explode. <laughs> Turn them into liquid, basically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what he's got. So now he's Turbo Rider, you know? <laughs> yeah, so he's or at least the excited. Turbo Kid. Well, not yet. He's not the Turbo Kid yet. Because that's a big, that's a big moment later on where Apple gives him that name, but for now he thinks Turbo Rider. So he goes to uh, rescue Apple, and he he goes to Michael Ironside's place, and Michael Ironside has Apple 
and Indiana Jones and another dude. They put them in like a swimming pool without water, mm-hmm. like an empty swimming pool. And I guess that's their battle uh, arena. They have people fight. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, Michael Ironside demonstrates the machine that makes water out of people. Because uh, he makes a glass of water out of Indiana Jones's hand, and he drinks it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like a little shot glass of water. So that's pretty good. Great. So the Mom so the kid shows up, and he's like, "Hey, you got to free the girl." Well, I liked because uh, Mike Ironside's giving this big speech, and at the end, people are chanting it every time he says something. Like his followers chant his name, Zeus. Like Zeus, Zeus, Zeus. Mm-hmm. So and and he's a deranged lunatic, you know. Uh, but uh, Apple gets caught up in it because it's fun, so she starts chanting Zeus's name as well. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, who feeds you? Zeus. <laughs> who gives you water? Zeus. <laughs> She's all into it. <laughs> so then when uh, the, ter- the kid shows up, he's like, hey, release the girl. And Apple, she gets all excited, and she's like pointing to herself like, it's me. He's talking about me. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, does he just get, like, he tries to use the power glove, right? It, it fizzles out. It yeah, but work. it's out of power. Because uh, Michael Ironside is like, oh, you're a superhero, huh? What's your superpower? And he tries to do the, the zappy thing, but it doesn't work because he's out of juice. It needs time to recharge. Okay. So, uh, but they just grab him and throw him in the swimming pool with the others. And they say, all right, <laughs> let's, uh, and Indiana Jones says, all right, we're going to have to fight our way out of here. So he gives him a little plan, and he says, let's go. And he says, uh, uh, well, Apple, Apple, you, yeah, you go t- attack that guy. And, He's and still what, swinging his like, face. And she's yeah, like, okay. The face. And then just immediately runs off and does it, even though they weren't yeah. done discussing the plan yet. She <laughs> starts beating the hell out of this guy, like with a stick. <laughs> uh, does she, is it her yep. gnome stick? Does she have her gnome stick or is yeah. it just a stick? Okay, so she has the gnome Yeah, because the kid brought it back, with, you know, gave it back oh, to her. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, so she takes her gnome stick, and she's just beating the hell out of this guy. And uh, then the other two start fighting. Like, the executioner guy with the big hammer, he also has, like, a potato sack on his head, like uh, Leatherface, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Or one of them deals. Um, uh, yeah, Leatherface had, like, a mask of human skin, basically. He would cut other people's faces off and wear them. Uh, I guess um, I guess the potato sack yeah, or if, yeah. Uh, Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2 pretty much had like a potato sack on his head oh, okay. before so he got no the idea. hockey mask in 3 um, so yeah and he's carrying the big hammer around and he's a big dude and so he's fighting the so the one guy like uh, yeah the little guy like, yeah the, the, the friend of uh, Indiana Jones who was with him he, he was supposed to go fight the big guy with the hammer and he's running at him with a <laughs> knife and he trips and falls, and uh, he the knife goes right into his own eye. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was pretty great. And the <laughs> hammer guy just, like, immediately smashes his skull while he's down yeah. there. <laughs> like a watermelon. Splashing. <laughs> um, so there's a big fight. There's a huge bloody thing going Somebody on. Somebody stabs with, uh, uh, Indiana Jones in his arm stump. <laughs> yeah, right in the stump. <laughs> like it's and finally been cauterized, and they get it right Going in everywhere. <laughs> And uh, and I think uh, the the kid doesn't he pull out like a machete too from his outfit and like chops a dude yeah or something yeah it's great because yeah. like his head like spins around yeah. <laughs> and goes flying off uh, so after they uh, they beat the the evil guys in the swimming pool with them um, they say all right we won you got to let us go and Michael Myers says that's not how it works you know I just changed the rules and he pulls out a gun and he shoots Apple. 
boom, shoots her with the gun. Yeah. And uh, then the kid, he gets the uh, the glove starts working. It's charged up again. So he, he goes to shoot at Michael Ironside with it, but some, like, Apple says, look out, and he gets distracted because he thought she was dead. And then, like, he gets hit by something, so his arm goes lower. And he, but he ends up blowing a hole in the wall so they can leave. They make their escape. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool. All right. <laughs> Indiana Jones was like, let's split up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I missed that, too, because I was busting Jones. I'm like, hey, wait, where are the – so, he, yeah, he just went on his own then, Indiana Jones. He just left. Yep. So then uh, the next thing we know, um, the kid wakes up. Doesn't he take a nap or something? He wakes up on a couch or something, right? Yeah. With that, yep, that's apple. Right. <laughs> and he says, we? where are we? We're on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's very excited. She's like, we're on a couch. And it's just a couch <laughs> in the middle of the wilderness. Like it's just woods yep. around him and there's just a couch. And uh, <laughs> we're on a couch. So uh, he says, yeah, I was trying to be turbo rider, but I don't know. I'm not that good at being turbo rider. And she's like, yeah, you may not be good enough to be Turbo Rider, but you could be Turbo Kid. Yeah. Turbo Kid. (laughs) So there you go. Now, they're about to make sweet, sweet love, right? Because he's like, yeah, I'm going to get me some of this apple while I can. But then he notices, hey, you are shot, and you have a hole in your sweater Mm -hmm. there, and there's circuits. You're a filthy robot. You're a robot. (laughs) Yep. And, and he gets all scared, and he jumps away, and he's like, what? You're a robot. And he's like, aren't robots evil? And she's like, eh, it depends on the model. You know, we're not all evil. <laughs> all right. I'm a yeah, friendship I think first, model. like, he's just kind of, he, he gets all scared, but then she immediately just wants to play tag again. And he's like, yeah. oh, I guess she's all right. And then they start yeah. talking about, like, robots and, uh, you know, whether they're evil or not. You're not a, you're a filthy robot. So he's like, wow. <laughs> She's like I a friendship was, robot, apparently. I thought I was going to lose my virginity, and instead, it's a robot. Well, <laughs> instead, you're more of a fleshlight. Maybe. She's a sex <laughs> robot. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, they, they're still chums. And uh, what do they decide they have to do? Because they're, they're going somewhere on their bikes. And uh, she's oh, yeah, out. she's losing hearts. Uh, they see like a little meter on the on her arm that shows how many hearts she has left. Kind of like Zelda or Castlevania or something like that. Um, and if she loses, you know, all of her hearts, then she'll basically be dead. So they decide they have to go to the robot graveyard to try to find new parts for her. Oh uh, yeah, well they don't know that. They uh, they go to oh their true. Buddy, First uh, they go meet Hank with is, yeah Hank Azaria. Yeah, they <laughs> find Hank Azaria. He's skipping town. He's trying to leave town because he knows because he heard that someone fucked over Zeus and Zeus is mad and he's going to go on a rampage. And uh, mm-hmm. Apple's like, "Oh, that was us. Yeah, we did that." And she's all happy about that. <laughs> yeah, we did that. And he's like, "Well, I'm getting out of here." And they're like, "Hey, hey, but you got to help us. She's losing power. She needs a new bio drive or something, whatever the fuck it's called." And uh, so they make a little trade with him. Like she trades him like a little. Uh, a spangly headband Her or headband thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he says, all right, I'll tell you. You need to go up, follow this to uh, Interstate 64, and there's a robot graveyard, and you could probably find what you need there from one of the dead robots. You can find whatever party. But uh, will you be able to find the party that sustains robot life at a robot graveyard? Won't they all be dead because of that <laughs> same part ran out? You know? uh, it seems like yeah, that would be that's thing. a good point. Yeah. 
Huh. Uh, but he says, all right, thank you. So Turbo Kid and Apple were going to go to the Rubik graveyard to, to try and fi- you know, fix her. Uh, but then uh, Hank Azaria, um, Michael Ironside and his crew, they, they find my- Hank Azaria, right? Later? Yeah. And Yep. And they, they grab him up. Oh, oh, that's right. They kidnap him. And they take him back to the – yeah, we're jumping ahead. It doesn't matter. And they take him back to the yeah. headquarters <laughs> and uh, – uh-huh. Explain what they had the what they have cooked up for Hank Azaria. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Uh, so he comes to and he kind of looks down and like he's got a hole in his stomach where you can see his intestines and it's kind of hooked up to like a little hook on a string, kind of like a fishing line type thing almost. Um, and this is all connected to a stationary bicycle. Um, yeah. that one of Michael Ironsides' guys is, is sitting on. And uh, Michael Ironsides is like, well, you better tell us where the kid and, and that robot went or else, uh, you know, we're going to pull out your intestines. <laughs> and so immediately, like, Hank Azarius is like, oh, uh, they went to the robot graveyard. And now, can you help me put my intestines back in now? Like, are you going to fix this up? <laughs> uh, and Michael Ironside's just like, oh, man, like, it took us so long to set this up. Like, we can't, you, you got, yeah, like, you should understand that we have to do this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the guy's just so he has, the mic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he just pulls his It's connected to the back tire of the, of the bike, so it pulls, it, <laughs> he keeps pulling his intestines out, pulls out a big, long string of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> One of the Hank most Azaria. creative deaths I've ever seen. Uh, this uh, this Michael Ironside guy. This whole time I'm watching this, I kept thinking it was uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's The Kingpin. Very similar oh. uh, portrayals, I would say. Right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, because Ironside does a good job here, but there's very similar mannerisms and the way they talk and shit. I'm like, oh, all right. It's uh, interesting. If only he had uh, someone named Vanessa. Paired. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so getting back to Apple and uh, the kid, the Turbo Kid there, um, they're still looking to try and fix her. And what happens here? I can't – how does this uh, – She keeps kind of passing out a little bit because she's, she's losing hearts. And I think this is where they get to the – or they're getting close to the graveyard, yeah. and it's yeah, nighttime, they there, so they're right? looking up at the stars. Yeah. Oh, she's looking at because I know she says something about the stars later. Did she say anything about the stars looking up at the stars? Or? Yeah, they're looking up at the stars, and he he asks her like, "Oh, do you know why there's so many stars in the sky?" And she's like, "Well, because <laughs> she was like a real actual like science explanation, like, oh, yeah, all this dust and, and stuff." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "No, my mom told me that it's it's souls of all the dead people. So when you know the apocalypse happened and everyone died, that's they all went up there." Oh, okay, yeah. And that's, I think, when he tells her the story about what happened with his, with his parents. Okay, yeah, so we see his parents' death. And then, uh, so they're, they're at the Rubik River. They're right about to figure out, uh, you know, how to fix her, but the, the evil guys show up, and uh, they start fighting. And he, he's using the power glove to blow up some people, but the guy with the metal skull head comes over, and he shoots his buzzsaw out of his wrist, and it just cuts mm-hmm. off Apple's head. Lops her head right off. <laughs> it goes and, shooting up into the air. <laughs> and so Turbo Kid's like, Apple! And he jumps to catch her head. But in doing so, he falls into like a pit. And isn't there like a bunch of gas down there as well or something? Yeah, it's like this weird green gas. So he starts getting all loopy from the gas. 
And right before he passes out, though, doesn't he shove her head onto another robot body or something? He's like, yeah. I'm not even sure if he did it or if, how that happened. Cause I yeah, because I wasn't sure how out. it happened either. I, wa- I thought yeah. he just blacked out. Uh, but then I read, like, the Wikipedia or something, and they say he put his... So is this another thing that they don't show? I thought I missed it because of Busted Jones, but... Yeah, see, this is, that's a problem. That's a fucking problem. Because uh, later on, then, um, she just... We just cut back because... Uh, oh. Indiana, Indiana Jones rescues you know him. Yes. I've got it on now. He does put it, her head on a different okay. body. Well, then that's... Yeah, before he passes out. Because yep. that's a big, huge <laughs> hole. So, all right, they did that. Yeah, that's right? <laughs> true. Um, so uh, Indiana Jones rescues him, though. And, uh, and, like, he wakes up. Indiana Jones is pedaling him on a bicycle, and he's in the back of, uh, like, a cart. And he's like, oh, what about Apple? And Indiana Jones says, hey, sorry, kid. She didn't make it, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. um, so they're riding away. But here comes uh, they, they encounter Michael Ironside and the guys, and there's a big fight, right? Isn't that basically Yeah. Oh, this is a tremendous fight. <laughs> All right, well, explain it for the kids. What makes it so great? Uh, well, there's a lot of that squirting blood, but there's a yes, lot of a cool lot. things here. <laughs> yes, quite a bit. Um, at one point, uh, one of the guys, like, he ends up stabbing his own guy with a shovel, like, right through the, through the midsection type thing. And the shovel's just kind of sticking out there. And so... <laughs> Turbo Kid ends up getting knocked back into the shovel, and, like, he flings the top half of this guy into the air. The top half of the guy, like, lands on the head of another guy, and then at some point, like, the guy's bottom half also gets flung up and, like, lands on some other guy's head. (laughs) So you see these guys, like, with, you know, half of another guy's body on, you know, stuck on top of their body, and they're just kind of walking around trying to get it off. Wasn't it just, I thought it was just one guy. (laughs) So there's more than I thought. Like one guy just kept having all the body parts pile on him. So there was more than one. Yeah, later on, first there was two guys, but then later on, some okay. other guy gets you know blown up, and then like that top, his, part of his body gets on that other guy, who had already has a you know one guy on top of him. So it becomes like yeah. a, this big like totem pole of of body parts like, stacked on top of this guy's body. <laughs> Yeah, and other people are just exploding and shit. And uh, Indiana Jones yeah. is fighting the, the metal skull guy. And um, He does what, uh, I think the first, like, his opening move for Turbo Kid was, uh, he did what Apple told him about, like, going for the eyes, the throat, and the groin. So he just, like, <laughs> stabs the guy in the eyes and, like, goes for the throat and then you know, cuts him in the groin, too, and just, like, annihilates him. Um, oh, and he sees he sees a guy who's, Looks like he also has uh, the same kind of hammer weapon, where it looks like two hammers taped together. Uh, but yeah. it turns out it's actually hammer nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, hammer nunchucks. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there's this huge fight going on. Uh, the Iron Skull guy and Indiana Jones are fighting, and um, like, how does how does well that guy he beat Indiana Jones gets the upper hand on him, but he just like knocks him out, right? Because he's got a metal hand now, so he like punches yep. him with his metal hand, and I think he just, like, drops him. Um, but then Ironside Yeah, that's what he went to the robot graveyard him. for, was he needed a new hand, so he got, a, like, a robot hand there. Yeah, and he shoots... Uh, Michael Ironside shoots Indiana Jones there, right? He's like, boom, he just shoots him. Yeah. And then he shoots Turbo Kid, too, right? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think he – well, Apple shows up. Uh, oh, yeah, Apple. Turbo Kid's getting later. beat up by the – like, uh – the girl that kind of looks like Rufio from uh, Hook. <laughs> um, she's beating the shit out of Turbo Kid. And <laughs> so Apple shows up. She, she's kind of awoken in her new body. And uh, she found this kind of like the head of like a carousel horse, like a unicorn. Um, she put that on the front of her bike. So she just kind of rides her bike, you know, with this unicorn head on it, straight into this girl and stabs her through the chest with the horn. Yeah, from behind. Like, she runs her from behind. Yeah. So it comes out of her chest. Uh, Yeah, so that girl's dead. But then I think Michael Ironside... she gets shot then. Yeah, Michael Ironside shoots Apple through the chest and then also shoots the uh, Indiana Jones guy. And he shoots Turbo Kid, too. But, uh, yeah, because he says, hey, we're going to make it memorable. And he shoots Turbo Kid, like, to kill him. But Turbo mm-hmm. Kid's got his Viewmaster shit underneath his armor, and, like, the tin of the Viewmaster reels block the bullet, so he survives. <laughs> and, and he gets up, and he's going to fight Michael Ironside, and he shoots Michael Ironside with his uh, hand deal. But Michael Ironside doesn't explode because he's a filthy robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Apple's that's still done. around. Apple's still around at that point. So, because then Apple says, yep. wait, because you're a robot? And Apple says, yeah, you didn't know he's a robot? Everyone knows he's a robot. You didn't know? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so then he shoots everybody. I don't know. Whatever the sequence of events here. It eventually gets to Mike Ironside saying that he's going to kill him, and he's got, like, energy shooting out of him and shit. Yeah. But uh, Indiana Jones also had a, a bomb that he was going to use to blow up Michael Ironside. And... Uh, like, so Turbo Kid, like, throws the bomb next to to uh, the guy and then shoots the yeah, bomb. Yeah, and kicks and, it over to him. And blows up Michael Ironside. And in blowing up Michael Ironside, a spring of natural water, a geyser, also shoots out of the ground. So mm-hmm. he also discovered fresh water. So this Turbo Kid, he's doing it all. Um, <laughs> oh, there was also the, uh, the the final fight with this Skull Face guy, the, like, metal Skull Face guy. He was trying to kill Apple, um, and Turbo Kid was kind of, he had to, it was basically up to him to save her. So he grabbed one of the guy's weapons, the closest thing he could find was this giant, like, uh, picnic umbrella. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of runs at the skull face guy, stabs him through the chest with it, and then but, like, opens up the umbrella <laughs> inside of his mean, chest. <laughs> you know, you can't really stab someone with an, uh, an umbrella. Like, uh, I know it, it wasn't even pointy; <laughs> like it was a rounded off edge, but somehow he made it work. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. Just, could you come up with something better? I, I get it's funny than umbrella plot, but it's yeah. I, I don't know. Again, leave logic at the door. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the tone of the movie. It's not supposed to be taken <laughs> super seriously. I suppose yeah, <laughs> it fits the tone. Um, and, and when they, when Michael Ironside and the big bomb blows up. Uh, Apple jumped in front of Turbo Kid and shielded him from the blast. Uh, yeah. But that, that's it. Yeah, she can't take anymore. Uh, her body's dying. Even though if she switched bodies, right? Like, so this other body, like the problem, yeah. with her, the problem with her previous body was that bio thing was running down. But she switched bodies, so you would assume this one had a better one of those or whatever. But again, it was in a aerobic Unless graveyard. Unless it's in so. your head. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that, yeah, that could be, I guess. Yeah, it could be located in the head. I, I don't know. Again, don't worry about the logic. 
All right, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but she says, hey, Turbo Kid, I'm done, I'm dying. But, uh, you know, hey, next time you look up in the sky, you'll see me or something like that, right? Isn't that what she said? You'll see yeah. Me. So I'll be one of them stars uh-huh. up there. All the dead people. And he's like, oh, no. My fleshlight is dead. <laughs> we never got to make Sweet Sweet Whoopi. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, because there was a scene where she was eating as well, and he's like, "Hey, how can you eat? You're a robot." And she's like, "Hey, yeah, but uh, we, we can eat, we can do whatever, like we can breathe, we can." And you know, she was going to say, "Yeah, healthy illusion. We can make sweet sweet, sweet <laughs> yeah. love." You know, that's what she was going to say. But uh, I'm anatomically right? correct. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> Apple's finally dead. He buries Apple, and uh, he he marks her grave with the uh, gnome stick. As yeah. The, uh, the tombstone, so that was nice. And uh, Indiana sweet. Jones is still alive. This motherfucker <laughs> is still alive. Even though he's yep. been shot, caught in an explosion, had his hand cut off, lost 30 <laughs> gallons of blood. hand cut off and stabbed right in that wound again. Yeah. He's still alive. <laughs> um, so he says, hey, Turbo Kid, you, uh, you found a new source of water. You're going to save hundreds of people, maybe more. Probably more, right? With all that water, yeah. You can say more than that. <laughs> and uh, plus, you got rid of Michael hey. Ironside, who just kills people for fun. So that's yeah. that's pretty good. And he says, "Hey, Turbo Kid, are you gonna?" And Turbo Kid says, "Hey, uh, will, you, will you take good care of it?" And he says, "You're not going to stick around." And he's like, "Nah, I'm going to go uh, go see the wastelands or something." He says, "But there's nothing to see out yeah. there." And Turbo says, "Yeah, I know." And he just leaves, and that's how the movie ends. Because Apple earlier has been like, uh, like, oh, I've been in the wastelands. Like, I could show it to you sometime if you want. And he's like, no, can't do that because of rule number two. You know, you don't go out of the safe zone. Oh, so okay, I think he's, he's finally trying to, uh, you know, oh, there you go. do what yeah. she always wanted him to do. And, uh, and when he rides away, you know, they pan up to the sky, and you see a, a bright star in the sky, which is Apple, of course. So there you go. And uh, <laughs> that's how yeah. the movie ends. All right, so Turbo <laughs> Kid. Now, I, I have a fondness for this film, uh, even though it seemed like I All don't. Right. I, I, I really do. Um, <laughs> but because uh, it's very creative, there is some really strong writing in here in terms of plot and stuff like that. Uh, but there's also mm-hmm. some stuff I didn't like. I thought it was pretty hacky. And, like the beginning, I really did not like the beginning of the movie at all. Um, the first it's a little minutes. slow at the beginning. I can see that. Again, we need something to get, make us care about the kid right away. Yes, he's alone in an apocalyptic world, but that's not really enough. We need a little bit more. Give us a little bit more. Give us something else there. So let's see him... Uh, I'm looking for like a save of, the cat moment. <laughs> yeah, instead of killing that rat, maybe it's an animal he doesn't kill. We see him not kill a rat, or we see him not kill something. Or, or when he's scavenging, <laughs> he has an opportunity to steal something from a corpse, but maybe it's a personal item, so he doesn't steal it from the corpse. Just something to show us that he's a good guy. Uh, that we should be rooting okay. for him. Because we don't know about his family at this point. We don't know that his parents... We assume his parents are dead, you know, that they died. This, mm-hmm. But we don't know that for certain. We, and we certainly don't know how they died, you know? Uh, sure. So uh, just give us a little something extra, just a little something to make us care about him. Because I did not give a fuck about him until Apple showed up. And once Apple showed up, then the movie got good. She's endlessly yes. entertaining this girl. She's great. Uh, Michael Ironside's great. I, I could have done without all the exploding blood and everything. It's not my thing. Oh, I thought uh, it was I, great. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. 
but I think it was probably overdone at certain points. Uh, but you know, it's okay <laughs> if you're into that. It's fine. Um, uh, what else? Again, that we should have saw her get the bike. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. It, it's fine. I, I enjoy. I'll give it a seven out of ten on a on a real movie. Scale. Oh, all right, that's on good. A, yeah, yeah. On, a, on a real movie scale, not a. That's real good. Movie. Then. This yeah. is a good movie. Um, I, yeah, because I like Apple a lot. She is very entertaining. Same. So, and yeah. apparently there is a Turbo Kid two in production. That's right. I don't know if it's going to be as good without Apple, unless you have like, oh, there's a different Apple model or something. Show us. Yeah, see, that's where that but, gets weird though, because if you don't have, even though it's a different, it's Apple, it's a different model. It's not the same. You know, it's not. The same. Yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't have so, the same. You know, memories and all that it. stuff. So. Can't yeah. Do it. Unless uh, I don't know how that'll be. be. He saved her head, or he saved a microchip from her head, <laughs> so he can put it into the oh, there you go. But yeah. um, uh, what else? It didn't have a monkey, so it loses a point for that. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, they but took so, monkey shines off of Tubi, so. <laughs> but again, there's a lot of really good <laughs> stuff in here. Um, so I have a fondness for it, uh, seven out of ten. You, All right, that's pretty good. You own the Blu-ray. So yeah, uh, you you obviously what this is a nine for you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where I was gonna go. Is nine. Yeah. Um, I I love it. I like the characters. I think they're all pretty well fleshed out. Um, especially Apple. I mean, Apple really just sells it. She's definitely one of the the best characters I've seen in a movie in a long time. Um, I like all the crazy cartoonish violence and just the creativity of the the fights. Um, I appreciated all that, um, and just the overall the '80s feel, like all the nostalgia, the the power glove esque things, and just the the weird little Rubik's cubes and stuff like that thrown in. Um, I think when uh, when Apple basically is going over, she's trying to teach him how to fight, and she gives him like all these things that like strike hard, strike first, and stuff like that. I think that's just the Cobra Kai motto. <laughs> Possibly, um, but it, but again, uh, him finding the real life uh, Turbo Riders outfit and weapons. And <laughs> don't you think it would have been better if like he just uh, decides that all right, here's my chance. I'm going to be Turbo Rider, and he just concocts his own weapons and his own outfit and goes in as Turbo mm. Rider. Uh, because I mean, like, I think that, finding the real one that just like seemed like such an easy shortcut to give him this weaponry, and it just seemed like out of yeah. nowhere. And it's like, wait, so that's a real guy about a comic book? And I don't know, it just seemed weird. Yeah, it's weird, but at the same time, I don't know how you could. It would be weirder to be like, oh, this kid who you know doesn't <laughs> lives in a wasteland and probably has had like no schooling because the world ended is just all of a sudden going to figure out how to create like a laser blaster. Well, like, I don't know. That would be a bit of a stretch. He doesn't have to have the laser blaster. You could have some other weapon. Of course, you want to be having the guys blowing up, or you could have him like uh, take the laser blaster off one of the enemies or something. I don't know. Find it somewhere. Okay. But find it from a actual turbo rider guy that he just happens to be standing on the. You know, it's very, you know, uh, serendipitous that he happens to fall on <laughs> yeah. top of the the spaceship of the real Turbo Rider. That is very... I mean, come on. All right, but I maybe guess. maybe he helps out the, the old Turbo Rider in some crucial moment, but he dies anyway. Something. And, 
something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they could have. It just seemed like su- such an easy, like, shortcut they took. Like, oh, we can't figure out how to do it, so let's just do it this way. Um, let's just do it. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. As uh, long as you're willing to buy in, it's fine, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah I guess. Whatever. Um, it's definitely, I mean, so. there's a lot that. It's like I I still I don't totally understand the apocalypse here. Like, did humans nuke each other or did robots take over? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't they, know, but it, it's fine. I don't care. It's like I don't question I, it too much. I want to say the robots took over, right? Because that's why he probably thought that all robots are evil. Is that <clears throat> why? Yeah. Um, but it's it's a bit nebulous. So I yeah. don't know. Maybe that'll be explored in the sequel, but even if it's not, it it doesn't bother me just because of the tone of this movie. It's clearly a throwback to those '80s movies, like you know Mad Max and that battle truck bullshit that we had to watch before. <laughs> battle truck, that was an experience. <laughs> battle truck, holy hell, that was something. Like at least this had more heart than that. Yes, that may have been the most like dry, boring movie ever. Battle truck. <laughs> It really was. That was a rough one. <laughs> uh, this uh, kid was more, had more charisma than that guy, that's for sure. Yeah, this is a fun movie, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I just, uh, I like to tweak it a little bit. I like it a lot. Uh, Summer of 84 is is very different, actually. Very similar soundtrack, or with the score at least, but uh, not so much with the just massive amounts of blood and... Uh, um, a much more grounded story. <laughs> but they they don't have the uh the apple though, right? Lawrence LaBeouf. No. Sadly no. Alright. Well now I I probably will have to watch Shorzy to see uh, Lawrence LaBeouf show up. See, uh, yeah. She's yeah, she really I mean she was great in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she is very good. Very good. I think that we should definitely have a new category uh, for next year's Quesadilla. Best the robot? Best robot. Yeah. yeah. We already got two nominees. Oh. We got the robots from uh, Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. <laughs> That's right. I like so much. I forgot about those guys. <laughs> we got An Apple. Apple. Yeah. That's more than we've had in Best Monkey in two years. <laughs> we got to watch more monkey movies. Maybe like uh, maybe August on the show will be Monkey Month. We just watch nothing but monkeys. <laughs> you have to have a monkey, whatever movie you pick in August. All right, <laughs> that's going to be the theme. We're going ape. All right, ape, going ape in August. <laughs> wow, I love it. Every movie in August that we watch has to have a monkey. <laughs> Done and done. <laughs> All, right. All right. It's going to narrow like the it. field quite a bit. I like it. <laughs> so, oh, yep. I'm still working on that. That'll be interesting. Uh, my new book, you know, uh, Sebastian Winthrop, Millionaire Chimp. That's my new book. I'm still working on that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, i got to get back into the monkeys. Fine. So, yeah, here we go. Get that groove with monkeys. <laughs> Is he All a millionaire because right. he's got rich parents, like everyone on Big Brother? <laughs> no, he's a self-made millionaire. <laughs> uh, like these bastards All right. on Big Brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But can he make things out of carpet? <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. That's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> He's laser focused, this fella. Sebastian Winthrop, <laughs> millionaire chimp. All right. That's um, a great name. Uh, shoot. What was I going to say? All right, so that's it for Turbo Kid next week on the big show. I guess it'll be my. I think Cuffy's back next week, right? Yeah. That's what you're um, saying. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I'm still going to pick the movie. 
because uh, we That's know, fair. I, I, think, I think Miles Watson's coming on. And I think. Ooh, nice. And I think Miles Watson and I, uh, we were kicking around. Uh, I think we're going to do a movie called um, Humanoids from the Deep. I think that's what it's called. Oh. Humanoids from the Deep. It's on Tubi. And it's about some underwater creatures that are attacking women. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I know where this yeah, is going. Yeah, because we've gone two, we've gone at least two weeks without uh, naked ladies in our movies that we're watching with uh, yeah. Chief Detective. We need to get back to our wheelhouse. You know, <laughs> it's terrible true. acting. We we tried some different things. Yeah, but uh, you know, so, it's time to get back to our bread and butter. So uh, next week we'll do Humanoids from the Deep. Then uh, ne- after that we'll let Toffee pick, and. Uh, I, we should go back to Sedaris because I need to find out what happened to Donna, and then, <laughs> and then I think the week Again, after I'm guessing that, guessing that much. <laughs> guessing you'll, she you'll just be doesn't up, show up anymore. I think the next time it's your turn, you might be week one of Going Ape in August. So, oh, uh, start looking <laughs> for start researching movies. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, that's the movie uh, schedule coming up. Uh, yeah, because Miles has a new book he just released, so we're gonna talk. I'll talk to him about that, and uh, uh, then we'll watch *Humanoids from the Deep*. All right. <laughs> um, before we get a out of here, picture it sounds like we should uh, talk some wrestling. Uh, last week was *Money in the Bank*, and uh, you watched the entire thing, I hear. Yeah, it took me. I mean, I did it in a couple of uh, different sittings. But I did get through the entire thing well, eventually. Well, that's probably more impressive, though, that you kept going back to it. You know? Like, that's, that shows <laughs> commitment. That you keep going yeah. back. Uh, yeah, Money in the Bank. Uh, this is the is this Well, you've seen other ones, right? Because you've commented on ladder matches before, at least, right? So you've seen oh, the Money sure. in the Bank before. All right. Yeah, I watched, I think, the last year's, or at least the main parts of it, the, uh, the ladder so, matches. This is one of the big four events of the year, I would say. And uh, this, uh, whoever gets the money in the bank briefcase, they can challenge for a world title at any point in the following year. So usually uh, when a heel gets it, the heel usually uh, cashes in when the baby face has been beaten up beyond belief, and they slip in, cash it in, and say, all right, here we go. Usually in the, in the past, if you're a baby face and you get that, that briefcase, you usually, like, do it honorably like John Cena would actually tell the people all right I'm going to challenge you for this date and we can have our match usually you don't sneak oh. attack them when you're the face but the past two no, years he- they had big big E sneak attack Bob Lashley when he was hurt kind of <laughs> and this this year it happened again with a baby face yeah doing it. So, oh is Liv Morgan a baby face yeah she's a baby face uh oh. she's one of the most over baby faces in the company at the moment everyone loves Liv Morgan uh, so, yeah, Liv yeah, Morgan, the, the, show, the show started out with the ladies' uh, Money in the Bank uh, match. And there's a lot of ladies in it, like seven. I don't know if I can name them all. Oscar, Becky, uh, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, Raquel Rodriguez. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. I think that's everybody. Uh, the the match was a little sloppy at times. Uh, Shotzi was having some issues. <laughs> you don't um, say. But uh, Becky and Oscar were great, though. I thought they carried the thing. Uh, sure. Becky did a jumped off the ladder and landed on Oscar, who was stretched on a ladder, and it did not look good. Like it looked super. <laughs> I thought for sure Oscar had broken ribs the way Becky landed Ooh. on her, uh, because she didn't land like it's hard. 
like she kind of over jumped, so she didn't land with her ass in the middle of Oscar's stomach. Like she landed with it mm-hmm. right on her left ribs, and I thought for sure Ooh. she had broken ribs. Um, but no, she's fine. Oscar's fine. She's tough. Oh, that's um, good. But yeah, that took Oscar. Yeah, out that of the ladder match. stuff does look very tricky. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know yeah, how those, everyone's not injured by the end of it. Those are real ladders. Those are ladders you get in yeah. other stores. They're not like fake ladders. Uh, you can get really fucked up on them if you're not. Like Joey Mercury, this fella, uh, he had his face exploded by a ladder one time in a ladder match. Um, yeah, you can get really fucked up if you're not careful. And especially with the women when they do that shit because, like, Oscar's stretched out on a ladder that goes from the ring to the announce table, and Becky jumps off another tall ladder and lands ass first on her belly. Now, with the guys, when you're weighing, like, a combined 500 pounds, like, that ladder will usually snap in half and give way a little bit. But the women tend not to weigh enough to break the ladder, so it tends to, like, so the ladder's going to break. And, yeah, I thought for sure Austin hurt, but she's fine. going up against an immovable object. Uh, So at the end, it came down to Becky and uh, Liv Morgan. They're both climbing the ladders, and Becky, like, shoves Liv's ladder and Liv did a really nifty thing. I don't think I've ever seen this, where she stuck out her right leg to uh, stop falling off the ladder on the top rope and kicked herself back. And so it, to, her ladder stood up. She punched Becky in the face, and she got the briefcase, and she won. That was a pretty nifty little ending, though, right? Because that, yeah. that can go south real easy. If she misses that rope oh, yeah. with her foot, <laughs> or if she slips, or if she doesn't get enough kick off the rope getting back, so, I mean, that could have went poorly, but she executed it perfectly, and it was a good ending. Yeah, I wonder how Liv much she money in the that. Yeah, I don't know, but it worked, so that's good for them. Uh, your girl, yeah. Alexa Bliss, uh, I don't know, did she have any memorable moments in this match? I know Shotzi had her up on her shoulders and, like, dropped her awkwardly into a ladder, like she fell backwards into it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I don't remember her getting a lot of screen time during it, which has made me sad. Yeah. I feel like early on she was just kind of, you know, out out of the ring and putzing around. Yeah, she's wee tiny. She shouldn't... Yeah, even though she's wee no, tiny... I mean, so they had her... Morgan, to be fair. <laughs> but neither uh, of them Morgan's were big, meaty women slapping meat. Uh, but they had Alexa Bliss do a spot where she beat the hell out of Raquel Rodriguez, who is a big, meaty woman who can slap meat. <laughs> and uh, Oh, my God. She looked like a man. Like, you see her from the back, she, and you're just like, she's a monster. back yeah. of a man. She spreads her back. She does that big flex with the back. Yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's tough. Raquel Rodriguez. Um, but uh, yeah, Liv won the match. Everyone was happy, and because uh, because they wanted yeah. Liv, the fans wanted Liv to win last year's match, and Money in the oh. Bank, and she did not. So it's been a whole year of her like floundering around in the mid card, uh, bouncing around, getting. But the fans want her to win, and so she won. So good for WWE, because those are the kind of people yeah. who should win, like a young superstar. She's I don't know how old she is now. She's been around a while, so she could be like twenty seven. Yeah. Think, you know? Um, she's never but, won, uh, so that's that's pretty nice to give her the, yeah, the never, chance finally. Ne- never had a championship ever, so it's nice to see her finally get rewarded uh, to make a new star, you elevate because Oscar doesn't need it. Becky it would have been a good story if Becky got it, but she doesn't need mm-hmm. it. Um, Alexa already won it; she doesn't need it. Raquel would have been all right, but she's not really ready yet. Um, Shotzi's not ready yet, uh, so yeah, it worked out that Liv got it. Um, yeah. So then uh, later in the night, we have uh, Ronda Rousey versus uh, Natalia Neidhart, and uh, they have their match, and Rousey wins. Uh, she taps out Natty, but during the match, she injures her knee because Natty put her in the sharpshooter, yeah. so she's limping around on her knee, 
And when the match is done, Rousey's all spent. She's just uh, sitting on the ground, leaning against the bottom rope, all exhausted. And Liv Morgan's music hits. She's cashing in already. <laughs> the same night yep. she wins, she's cashing in. Uh, and there was an interview is, earlier in the night, like she was like, oh, I think yeah. I'll probably save it for WrestleMania or something. Yeah. <laughs> and she's cashing in the same night. It's always exciting yep. when someone wins it and then cashes in that night. But here's the problem. I think the women have done it like six years maybe. And of the six <laughs> years, like, like year one, Carmella, uh, she, she waited to wait till the end of the year to cash in. She had it basically the entire year. So that was nice. Mm. But everyone else mm-hmm. has either cashed in the same night or like the next night on Raw. or Like no one has had the title at all. Uh, oh. And or the the money in the bank briefcase, no one's held it at all yeah. except for, uh, for longer Carmella. than like a yeah. four day period. So I was kind of looking forward to uh, Liv holding on to it, but now she cashes in. So she runs into the ring. She's like, "Yeah, let's do the match right now. Let's do it. Let's do it." And but right away, Rousey grabs her in an ankle lock, and I'm like, "Oh no, is Vince really going to do it? <laughs> is he really going to have yeah. Rousey tap out Liv Morgan?" The fans that would have torn oh. the building down. Holy shit. That was, yes, I was very worried there because they left her in that frog. Good, like, two minutes. Yeah. Like, she was just not letting go. I'm like, this is the worst match I've ever seen if this is how this plays out. So to, to get out of the ankle lock, Liv kicks Rousey in her bad knee. Rousey crumbles. Uh, Liv grabs her, rolls her up, and gets a quick three count, and she's, she's your new champion. So, again, I don't like when baby faces take advantage of uh, injured people uh, because Big E did it last year to Bobby Lashley, and now we're doing it again. I'm not a fan of that. But at least the title's off Rousey because no one wanted Rousey as champion. <laughs> yeah. So get the, keep her away from a microphone and away from the title. Um, <laughs> and really away from the ring in general. I don't think anyone would be sad about that. And so uh, Liv is now your champion. And Rousey, even though she just lost the title, she uh, gives Liv a big hug, and she raises her hand, uh, and she says, you deserve it, and she leaves the ring, which was interesting. I thought for sure they were going to turn Rousey yeah. heel there, because uh, Rousey works best as a heel, not as a face. And mm. uh, so there's a perfect opportunity to turn her heel, but they did not do that. So why well, not? I, I kind of appreciate they kept it classy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh Maybe it'll be a slow heel turn. Like, maybe she'll she'll ruminate on it a while, and she'll be like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, fuck, I got screwed there. But I don't know. Either way, <laughs> she just walks out of the ring, lives your new champion, everyone's happy. Yay. And you know who's the happiest? Yeah. Kevin Jenkins. He loves Liv Morgan. Uh, he loves Liv Morgan. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty nice to see. She was so happy. Like, she was yeah. really loving it. Just screaming. I'm a big like, fan yeah. of Liv. I'm a big fan of Liv, and uh, she's really worked hard to get better in the ring. I don't know if she should be your champion, though, because uh, she's not <laughs> really good enough to carry a match. No. Uh, she's not good enough on the mic yet, but people love her, so let her have the title. It's fine. I mean, it seems but, like one of those yeah. things where everyone's going to have the championship at one point or another. Yeah, so. kind of. It seems I'm like sure it's not going to be fucking years where she's going to be the reigning champion, but... Yeah, know. yeah. I, I don't her, think this title is going to last. I don't think it's going to last very long. Uh, SummerSlam's coming up. The, the word is that she's going to possibly rematch Rousey at SummerSlam, which seems weird. Uh, but the thing you've hmm. got to watch out for if you're a Liv Morgan fan is uh, Charlotte Flair. She's been off TV. She went Ooh. and got married. She's been off TV for a while. And the reason they wrote her off TV, they said Rousey hurt Charlotte's arm. So you think that means... That, 
I thought the idea all along was Charlotte Rousey at SummerSlam. I thought that's what they were going to have. So now that Liv's the champion, that's weird. I don't know how this works in. Maybe we'll get a three-way hmm. situation there, and uh, Liv will somehow come out on top. I don't know. But if they have Charlotte come back and squash Liv Morgan and take the title from her right away, oh, holy God. fuck, will people be mad? <laughs> so yeah. mad. Because be no one wants Charlotte anywhere near the title anymore. <laughs> Same with Rousey. <laughs> and uh, Liv was oh, on uh, WWE, has a, a daily show called The Bump, and every once in a while people go in there to talk to him. And uh, Liv Morgan was on this week. And one of the guys interviewing her said, hey, what's different about uh, your title reign than previous title holders like uh, Charlotte Flair, you know, Ronda Rousey. What's going to be different about Liv Morgan being the champion? And Liv just said, because the people want me to be champion. (laughs) What a zinger. Right, Charlotte Rousey. Yeah, she's taking a shot. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's awesome. That that was the women's match. Uh, The show ended, of course, with the men's match. They gotta yeah, let go her ahead. at least defend it successfully once, right? Or else well, that's that seems like a shitty excited. way to go. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: you've heard of Sasha Banks, right? The old Sasha Banks, the boss. Yeah. Uh, she's a five-time Raw Women's Champion, and she defended those Raw titles exactly zero times. Like she would always Ooh. lose in her first title defense. I well, know, she I mean, may have gotten the, one. Yeah, I think she got a title defense at the end there. But, like, her, at least her first four titles, I think she lost in her first defense each time to Charlotte, usually. So, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing that would make this extra, like, shitty is basically you won because, you know, you beat up on someone who'd already been in a match who had yes. a bum leg. Like, yeah, but, so if you don't defend it at least once, it's kind of like, well, were you even really a champion? Exactly. So, uh, I don't know, man. Vince is weird. He, uh, he could do that. Hey, also, speaking of Vince, it came out today that uh, uh, I guess he paid a total of $12.5 million in hush money to four different women. So, oh. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's that hush Dang. money for? Is it because he did inappropriate things or he just doesn't want them talking about his relationship? He doesn't want his private details out there? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like whatever he paid them didn't pay off because they've all been yeah. talking to somebody. <laughs> well, just one best friend or something. One's, one's friend was talking. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, Did he tell right. that one about what he paid all the other ones? <laughs> How did they well, find they, out they, about those? I think they went through the uh, the documents, like the financial statements or something, his personal financial oh, statements, no. or, and they found out the payments or something. I don't know, something like that. Well, I mean, this uh, is his personal financial statements. It's yeah, not their business. Yeah, as long as he's not giving them company money to shut him up, I don't know if they're going to be able to. Yeah. Because like, that's a problem. Uh, if you're giving the company, that's sure. going to be a problem. But um, so we'll we'll see how this plays out. But he's still suspended, I guess, at the moment. And Stephanie's running. He's still had a creative, though. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Uh, did you enjoy, <laughs> what was your favorite Real match punishment. for Money in the Bank? Did you like anything? Uh, probably the women's Money in the Bank. Just because Liv? We got Alexa Bliss and Liv. Yeah, that's, that's always good. Uh, th- hey, uh, everything's coming up jank because down in NXT, uh, Cora Jade won the uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. <gasps> her partner, Roxy. So, uh, oh, my God. Roxy. So, uh, yeah, Cora start watching Jade is that. now. Yeah, yeah, she's a cute little girl there. So she's a champion now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Liv Morgan, so look at you. Everything's coming up jank. All his ladies <laughs> are winning belts. 
know. I'd like to thank Vince McMahon. Keep paying people <laughs> hush money. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but back to Money in the Bank. Uh, that was a good tag team match, the Street Profits and the Usos. That was a really good match. The Usos won. Yeah, that was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> that one went on for quite a while. Yes, it did. Controversy the at the end. Yeah, uh, Montez Ford got his uh, shoulder up there, but uh, they said he didn't. But, yeah. So they're going to keep that storyline going. And, of course, the rumors are that they're going to split up the Street Profits because they see dollar signs with Montez Ford. Because he, he put on, like, about 30 pounds of muscle in, like, the last six months. Oh, shit. Because he, he was always very skinny, but super athletic mm-hmm. and charismatic. So they said, hey, I guess they, you know, start taking them uh, steroid sandwiches. And he's like, all right, I'll have me a steroid sandwich. <laughs> and now he's, like, super, he's getting real big. So, yeah, he's getting ready to his main event push, I'm sure. Um, I don't, you're aware that that's Bianca's yeah. husband, right? Uh, you're a casual. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but he's, uh, he's Bianca Belair's husband. Uh, oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> he said Bianca. I was like, I don't even know who that is. Oh, <laughs> Bianca, Belair. Bianca Belair. Raw oh, women's okay. champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she had, hey, she had a nice match with Carmella. Tuffy was probably happy. Carmella got some shine. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah, match. yeah, yeah like Carmella was looking good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but... Be, but on Raw, I guess, uh, I believe um, uh, there's a little interaction backstage with Alexa Bliss saying she's going to go after the Raw women's title. It might be time to go after a championship again. And Asuka came in and said, no, 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 no. I'm going to go beat Becky Lynch here in this last woman standing match. Or not last woman standing, but a hardcore match. And uh, then I'm going to go win the title. And then Asuka left. And uh, Bliss just looked at her like, oh, yeah, we'll see. So I don't know if that's priming Bliss to go after Bianca, or if it's priming, Bliss has said that she would like to tag team with Oscar. So, Ooh. Yeah, and it, it's about time that for would them to announce something about the women's tag titles, because uh, the other news this week, Sasha Banks and Naomi were taken off the internal rosters, and I guess Sasha Banks' face, you used to be able to pick her face as your icon on the, on the cock, you know? You could pick uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks... Roman Reigns or Oscar? Of course, I have Oscar as my avatar on the cock. <laughs> of course, but uh, they they took Sasha Banks's face out of there, so now it's just Oscar and Roman Reigns you can choose. So, um, ooh, yeah, it's another sign that she's probably gone. But they haven't made an official announcement yet that she's gone. So, uh, huh? That's weird. Uh, yeah, but uh, assuming that uh, they got it now, the money in the bank's over with. They got to start talking about the women's tag titles. Come on, let's bring them back. Uh, you couldn't do it with Money in the Bank because all the women were involved in matches, but now that we're past that, let's do this. How and many Oscar women's Bert- tag teams do they have now that well, Sasha Banks and... They don't have any. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they didn't have any. Like, when they were champs, there was maybe... Uh, they had Dewdrop and uh, uh, Nikki Cross working as a tag team, and Carmella and Zelina Vega were always a tag team, but Zelina got injured. She's been off TV for a while. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to build up this belt, you need at least four teams. So start mm-hmm. getting those teams together now. So if Oscar uh, and Alexa, they could carry that division. You could put Rousey and Shayna Baszler, make them a team. They could be a, a, a really badass heel team. Uh, they have the women to do it. They just never do it. <laughs> they just never commit to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, the tag teams have sucked since the Iconics left, and like the Kabuki Warriors were awesome. And once once they got broken up, there's really it's been dead. They haven't really done anything with them. That's weird. Why would you get like send those like, get rid of those guys or those teams? You know, fire them from the company if you have no one else to replace them. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's Vince, and uh, what can you do? <laughs> they they just don't give a fuck about <laughs> women's tag team wrestling. Um, but you need it because they have so many talented women now. You need like a mid card title, and like the tag team titles were working as the mid card title. Like you're, yeah. Like because uh, you have Bianca and Rhea, and uh, you want to start pushing these new young stars, but you still have uh, like Becky and Oscar and Bailey, and you still have these stars who you need to. It's tough to elevate new ones unless you have a place to put the old people. So you can put the older people in the tag division maybe and, like, let them work that. Because, you know, Oscar's 40 in her 40s now. She doesn't need to be having people jumping off her and landing on ladders and shit. Just uh, <laughs> put her in there. Uh, because Monday night then on Raw, Oscar and Becky had a hardcore match. They main evented Raw. Oscar's main evented Raw, like, six or seven times in the last uh, two months. Uh, it used to be a real thing for oh, women yeah. to main event Raw, but now it's just normal normal practice, because Oscar and Becky are just main eventing all the time. Uh, but it was a great match. Uh, Becky won. She uh, Oscar went to hit her with a green mist, but Becky opened up an umbrella to block the mist, because it was a hardcore match, and they were hitting each other with umbrellas and shit. Um, but uh, <laughs> Did she shove the umbrella she, yeah. through her chest and then open it? No, she did not. <laughs> she did not. Uh, but Becky won. Uh, she she hit Oscar with a manhandle slam off the top rope uh, through a table. And uh, there's a great moment because it was a really good match, and it was a long match, and it was uh, inter- they were taking some bumps and doing some stuff. But when Becky got the pin on Oscar, uh, Oscar's passed out. Uh, you know, she's dead. And uh, Becky rolls off her, and Becky's acting like she's dead. But she reaches over with her left hand, all sneaky like to like scratch Oscar's left side there, just to say to check on her, like, hey, you okay? And Oscar, uh-huh. to go back, she's supposed to, you know, you're supposed to return to let her know, yeah, I'm okay. But Becky's lying on Oscar's right arm, so Oscar can't move. And Oscar has her eyes shut, and she's looking the other way. She's trying to play like she's dead. So all she can do is reach up with her right hand, like the way her arm's pinned, and like scratch at Becky. But the only thing she could reach was Becky's right boob. And she just... <laughs> Like, she didn't know she was touched, because, again, she's not looking. She just reaches up and scratches, and, and it's right on Becky's boob. And, uh, yeah, and Becky, and you can tell, like, Oscar, you can kind of tell, like, Oscar's like, wait, did I just touch a boob? And then she, like, goes back. <laughs> and, and it seems like Becky's, like, trying not to laugh as she rolls over. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. That's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. I, like I like that shit. Yeah, when you see the like the wrestlers communicating secret like that, and uh, it, yeah, it's pretty funny. they're having a good time. Yeah, because Becky loves Oscar, and Oscar loves Becky, and uh, you know you got to check on. They sure seem to right. wrestle a lot. Oh other. yeah, yeah. They're, I think their their feud's finally done now. I guess because Becky won the the because they've got to build Becky because I think it's Becky Bianca at SummerSlam. So Becky's been losing, and Oscar's been beating her. So Becky finally wins this one. And I think hey, you'll get Bianca and Becky at SummerSlam. Um, but but what do you do with Oscar now? That's the thing. I don't know. Put her in the tag yeah, division. Would I guess be perfect. tag teams, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so we'll see. Hey, so the men's money in the bank match. Uh, right yeah. before the match started, Austin Theory lost his U.S. title to Bobby Lashley earlier in the night. So they said, hey, they announced, hey, uh, Adam Pierce came out. He said, hey, there's a new, new contestant here in the uh, money in the bank match. Austin Theory. Well, they just call him Theory. And he's like, hey, that goes Theory. And uh, Theory went out, and he won the match, of course. And uh, yeah. Theory's very good. Do you, do you like, as a casual person, do you enjoy Austin Theory? Uh, I think he's amazing. He's only 24 years old. Sure. He, he's very he's good in the ring. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. 
So uh, he that must have been money. upsetting to anyone who was like betting on this, on like DraftKings and yeah. shit. <laughs> Someone who wasn't even in the match won the thing. So, but he's the perfect guy to have the Money in the Bank briefcase because he's a weasel and he's a heel, and uh, that's exactly who you want to have the briefcase because you always want that threat of this weasel coming in at some point, just cashing in and stealing the belt. Yep. That's exactly what you want. Now, can you literally use it anywhere? Like, you know, some guy's rocking a piss, and you just run no, up no, on no, him no, and no. shove his face no. in the urinal and be like, I win. No, you can do that <laughs> in the 24-7 title. The 24-7 title. Oh, really? Even when you're taking pisses and shit. But uh, in terms of, like, a world title, you ha- it has to be in a match. And, like, you know, they have to be in the okay. ring or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Like, it can be, like, the one match ends, and they, like, like Rousey and, you know, Natty, mm-hmm. and then they ran down and say, yeah, right, we're starting another match right now. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I was entertained, though. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a good show. Um, it was fine. Yeah. I, I, thought the, I thought the right people won the, the briefcases. That's the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, because you need to, uh, the only other person you could have won for the men, I think, would have been Riddle. Because uh, you've got to start elevating your eh. stars. You, know? you don't like Riddle? Yeah. Not really. He reminds me of that one like lifeguard <laughs> dude from Big Brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I like I like Riddle. Uh, and and that's like actually like that's not just a character. That's that's Riddle. Like, you know, when he's out there doing that, that's him. <laughs> like in real life, that's him. That's who he is. So. Yeah, I believe it. He looks like yeah. that type. <laughs> Randy. I like that he talks to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Uh there's your wrestling update. Uh next big event is SummerSlam. I think it's at the end of July, July twenty ninth or something like that. And uh, Pat McAfee will be wrestling bum-ass Baron Corbin. So I'm excited about that. That'll be good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm guessing we'll get Becky Bianca. I think Liv Rousey. Charlotte's got to get in there at some point, though, I'm sure. Um, uh, Roman Ooh. Reigns versus Brock Lesnar is the main event again. The final time. <laughs> oh, good again. The last, the <laughs> last time. They say it's the last match they'll ever have. It's the last man standing match. So because it's the last man standing match. <laughs> I don't believe that match, for a second. You figure both of them are going to be really beat up, you know. So whoever wins is still going to be really beat up. So Austin Theory's licking his chops with that briefcase, you know. He's oh. probably standing there, ready to jump in there. So that'll be good. Yeah. Well, um, that could be something. All right. Uh, <laughs> Got to make that interesting considering they fucking fight <laughs> every event. Yeah, but I mean Brock's great and uh, Roman's great. Yeah, I love uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and, and Roman hasn't been doing a lot lately. He's been taking some time off. He was on SmackDown tonight, I guess. But so you know, it's not like you were we're seeing Roman too much. So uh, that that's gonna be great, man. Brock's awesome. I love Brock. Um, yeah, that'll be a good match. Because uh, uh, yeah, their last match at WrestleMania was kind of underwhelming. But we learned that uh, Lesnar yeah, broke his ribs both... and he hurt his shoulder, <laughs> yeah. so they had to cut it short. So. Yeah, everybody was um, hurt. So yeah. yeah, maybe this will be better. All right, so there's your wrestling update. Uh, I'm still not gambling. I considered buying. You know what's I, I weird? Saw, uh, I noticed on the wrestling thing is uh, they don't seem to know how to end it. <laughs> it just kind of ends, and there's no like, oh hey, <laughs> this has been you know, money in the bank. See you next time. It's yeah, just like, oh, it's over. They show a yeah. commercial for like Bobby Lashley, and then it's over. There you go. Well, uh, yeah, that's nothing. The ending. No they sign off. Saw nothing. The final match. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually they say. Uh, we'll see you next time at SummerSlam or something like that, you know, or uh, or next pay or next uh, premium live event. 
SummerSlam or something, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they just end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no fan. Hey, uh, uh, FanDuel sent me an email today saying I have a bonus uh, waiting for me at the uh, FanDuel oh, no. Casino. That's how they get yeah. you. Yeah, like, I don't have to make a deposit or anything. I can just go uh, sign in and use my bonus to play a game. So, yeah. you know where I'm going to be right I'm after sure. the show, right show there. ends. Yeah. <laughs> mad, yeah. mad monkey. You stay yeah, away from that mad baby. monkey. It's not August yet. <laughs> I'm going all in on mad, mad monkey as soon as this show's over. So, uh, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I haven't been gambling yet. Uh, maybe at some point we'll bring it back. Uh, what else, Jank? Anything else? I think we, we've done our work here, right? Uh, anything else to discuss? Uh, no, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, we covered everything. I only shot hockey twice this week. Um, July 4th oh. fucked it up on Monday, so I didn't go out. Uh, then today, <laughs> Are they closed? I, I just didn't want to go out there because I'm guessing there had been a lot of traffic. They usually do shit out there, like park, like uh, events. Oh, fireworks and shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be all kind of picnics and whatnot. I just didn't want to bother with the mm-hmm. traffic. Uh, today I had to edit some shit, so I didn't go. Uh, I might go tomorrow. I don't like to go on the weekends because there's a higher chance that there's going to be someone there. And I hate the people. But uh, I might go <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. That's fair. So, let's see. <laughs> um, yeah, have you been still been boxing it up? Oh, hell yeah. Um, I did yeah. take a break on Wednesday because I tore my left arm again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you the other day, I mean, I, I probably did like seven different, you know, fights within the span of an hour. So, holy hell, get I that feel like I'm tape, getting, you know? getting more endurance. You're gonna need that kinesiology <laughs> tape. Tape it up. I don't want it to take any more chunks out of me. I'm scared to, to, to like touch it again. <laughs> oh, oh wait, you, yeah, you did try it, huh? And it ripped your skin off. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, felt good until I took it off. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is magic. And not so much. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, so Flea Market Fantasy. Oh, they put out a uh, a trailer for Clerks 3 this week, and I got my tickets already. I'm sorry. You're talking to somebody who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, you meant to direct that comment to Larry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, me and Larry already talked about it. Yeah, don't bring that <laughs> shit here. Oh, Maybe you have Larry come on the fake radio show and talk about it. Oh, but he can't. He's too busy. He can't do it. He's too fucking busy to talk about it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I have no interest in anything Kevin Smith related. Uh, None. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, you know who who started watching Twilight Zone? Not this guy, because Cousin Brandon didn't show up. So (laughs) It was a gentleman's agreement. If Cousin Brandon showed up, maybe I'd have been watching Twilight Zone, but I'm not watching it. So. <laughs> Fuck you, Cousin Brandon. There you go. Uh, You're uh, just the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Flame on. <laughs> We're burning them all. Oh, uh, yeah, Flea Market Fantasy, uh, up there right now is the episode with Tuffy, and we do a yeah. Bizarro Superman issue, and we hand out our awards. And the big awards. Yeah. And uh, best Much monthly. like the uh, Quesadilla Awards, a lot of repeat nominees. <laughs> uh, well, again, that's what it is in award categories. shows. That's what it is. 
Your best movies has your best actors. You know, your best comic books are going to have your best artists and writers. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it works. Um, hey, but hey, Alf got an award, Magneto. Congratulations, Magneto, yeah. for winning uh, Best Villain. Yeah. Well oh, deserved. <laughs> Magneto. Uh, yeah, so that's up there now with the Tuffy. And uh, if you're if you're Jones in for some Tuffy, you haven't heard Tuffy in like three weeks, you can go over to Flea Market Fantasy and listen to him there. And uh, then we recorded <laughs> one last night. Issue. Hey, last night we recorded a 3D Man from 1977. <laughs> Marvel premiere. It's 3D Man. That yeah. That was, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> well, it. Yeah, it is. It's actually it's pretty entertaining. So uh, 3D Man is next week. And then after that, it'll be Kevin Jank and Green Arrow Longbow Hunter. Bam, bam, bam. You son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. You, you know who I think the first person to recommend that one to me was? Kevin Smith. <laughs> so you're going to be forced to deal with him anyway. That's a double whammy. Um, I'm trying to... Uh, when the show ends, I want to play a Columbo clip. But, uh, or actually, I wanted, I wanted to play... Yeah, I wanted to play Johnny Cash singing... Uh, oh, there it is. I saw the light. So when, when we're done here, you know what I wish Blog Talk would do? If you could, like, save a, a sound clip. Can you do this, Jank? Are you aware if you can do this? You can, like, pin a sound clip and create your own little soundboard of, like, three clips. Because, like, I searched for Columbo, so I got hmm. all the Columbo clips here. But now if I want to play the closing theme song, i got to search for that and find that. And then that means I'm going to lose all the Columbos. And then I'm going to have to search oh. for Columbo again. You know what I mean? If yeah, I could, like, you just want, like, a, a little... Couple, yeah. yeah, like a quick... Uh, yeah, like bookmarks. Um, yeah, so, all right. So when, the, when we're done here, of. yeah, we're just going to, we're not going to play the ending uh, Brass Bonanza stuff. We're just going to play uh, I Saw the Light by Johnny Cash. And it'll be great. And everyone will go home happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So. You'll all be better people now. <laughs> all right. Uh, my You'll thanks be cleansed to, uh, of your sins. Thanks to you, Kevin Jank. Thanks to Apple. Uh, not the company, the uh, mm-hmm. robot lady. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> next, I'll be back by uh, Watson, I believe. And until then, pass the Monchichi, Governor Gabby. Like a blind man, I wandered astray. Straight is the gate.
Thank you very much.